He loves it so much. He he just keeps reciting it all day. That that's just how he do. Um, let's see. Are we live? Like we're good. Like we're good to go. I'm just making sure. It takes a minute for it to respond. And there we go. We are good money. And this is going to be episode 215. Just chugging right along myself. DJ81, Bill's Fourth. This is the First Frame Rates Podcast. And today, we got a few things that we want to talk about. And on top of that, uh, at, um, at the end of the day, I'm going to be saying this regularly. We would love to hear your feedback in the chat. So if you don't mind... Tell us what you think about the topics at hand or bring up your own topic is always uh, is always encouraged. Uh, once again, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. I also put snippets of the podcast on the YouTube channel, which um, low key, I'm starting to despise that website. But if that's another story for another day. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can catch us all or catch me over there as far as um, the podcast and other things I may do on there. Uh, I do try to stream every day, uh, pretty much five days out of the week. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll get into the topic shortly, but let's do the intros. Bills, how you been? Uh, busy and busy. That's how I've been. Uh, I would tell you all right now. There's a lot of y'all that are in here on a weekly basis, and y'all don't say shit. Oh. And while I appreciate it, I don't care if y'all type shit in the comment section. Y'all need to say something. Because we can't get a read half the time on whether y'all are enjoying the topic, not enjoying a topic. Because sometimes y'all just don't talk. Complementary, state of franchise sports. There are a couple of y'all, uh, uh, Jared Green. But we need we need more interaction from y'all. I mean, it doesn't have to be forced. But at the same time, I mean, we would love to hear you guys say something during certain topics. I mean, we know we're going to get feedback during Madden. We know, you know, topics. We know we're going to get feedback during, you know, college football gaming topics. But we, we just – we need more feedback, especially when it's a Q&A. You can ask us anything. Just, just you know, feel free. Don't hold anything back. Ask us something. Say something. Anything. Just, we, we need more interaction. DJ, how you been? Been all right. And I agree with, <laughs> I agree with Bills because uh, last night you guys were talking. During VF streams, you guys like to talk and ask questions. When we're all here at all the same time, you can get any insights, any info, any just uh, anything from any of us while we're here. We're here twice a week. And again, just like Bill's, I appreciate and we appreciate all you guys being here. But since we're now on Twitch instead of YouTube, there's really no way to understand whether you guys are just asleep and just either listening while you guys are asleep. I know some, some, most of you got some of you guys are either at work, which is totally understandable. But if you are just sitting at home, chilling, whatever, feel free to say something. Feel free to ask us anything. Feel free to give us feedback. Tell us if we're going too long on a topic or, or if we went too short on a topic or introduce new topics. So the floor is always open every show that we do. So just encouraging you guys, speak, say something. 
But glad to be here. Let's talk about these topics. Hey, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, it helps. Um, if you guys don't, I mean, as long as you guys are here, because I, I, I know, like, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a bit, because I know there are some people who listen to the podcast while they're doing other things via, like, work, or I know one, one person said he listens to the podcast while he's um, babysitting his, well, I can say babysitting, but he's watching his kids while his wife's at work at night. And uh, I know another person say he watches, like, while he, you know, do other stuff around the house so he's not like in front of the 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 phone or the computer he just has it on blast so that, that's pretty cool but it is encouraged because um we want to know you guys thoughts i said this from the beginning it is a collective thing you know it's not just us talking this is a movement that involves you guys too and if you guys want to say something it's it's you know that's what the comment section is there for you know i mean i i know you guys are interested because you do you guys do hang around Certain topics are more people than not, but for the most part, uh, pretty much you guys do hang around, and that's a good thing, but the interaction is highly encouraged. Today, we're going to talk about this uh, lame state of play, because um, PlayStation is continuously dropping the ball when it comes to the platform of their choice, uh, trying to be number one once again. First, they're moving their games to PC. Now, they they, uh, dropped the ball on this state of play, in my opinion. We're going to talk about that. Also, Kyrie wants Kobe Bryant to be the logo of the NBA, uh, um, uh, well, the league. So uh, what do you guys think about that? And also, we're just going to do some Q&A in general. Uh, I guess we can ad-lib some other things on the way. So uh, we'll just get we'll right into it. We'll do some Q&A if y'all give us some questions So uh, about that. DJ, um, <laughs> DJ uh, what are your um, thoughts about PlayStation State of Play? Did you watch it? Yes, I did. And I watched it through a uh, hard H channel. So I knew okay. if I was going to be entertained by state of play, I was going to be entertained on the other side. So I, I always do that with with any of these uh, videos that, or any of these conferences that pop up. Uh, I was fairly about to go to sleep on most of it. There was about two... Really, it was only just two games I was interested that popped out. Really, Sifu. two? Uh, what names yeah. are those? Sifu, which is made by the team that did Absolver, and I played Absolver, and I liked how detailed the fighting system was in that game. So I'm definitely okay, interested gotcha. in that. And um, Kina, the I, I forgot the it's the it's Bridge the of Spirits. That yeah. that game is going that game is going to be really good. Yeah, I, I I like that, and I hope it. That game, if I think when is it supposed to come out? Um, uh, I got it right here. It's supposed to come out. Somebody just had it on the Twitter. <laughs> I just had it up on Twitter, and um, I, I just I dropped it. I'll let you know. Keep talking. I'll let you know. Yeah, because if that if that game is supposed to be a launch for a if it can be launched into a franchise, August twenty fourth. August twenty fourth. Okay, yeah. got ways away. But if that game could be, uh, it's good enough to be launched into a franchise. Sony will have its first. I don't know if it's 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 a it's a Sony exclusive. Well, until they put it on PC or whatever. But if it's a Sony exclusive, this could be their Breath of the Wild or Zelda type game that they could. Yeah, they already got that with Horizon though. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, Zelda went into the realm where it went into a realm of realism that right now no other game 
has matched as far as like stats mattering uh traits and as far as this rpg uh system so i'm just interested to see what uh kina has in store for us and it's actually a first rpg that i really would be interested in playing and i think there was the there was a third called returnal that looked like a mix of dead space mass effect and something else I yeah I, did, I, I didn't pay attention well. to that yeah, I, yeah think I, the main, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna i was gonna say the main thing about returnal it showed it this one's supposed is specific for the ps5 there was a lot of things going on on the screen like enemy attacks projectiles everything going off at once which would kind of showcase the power of the of the ps5 so me this is now another game out of the few games that we see that will test this console to see if it's truly next gen like right now on the other side there really isn't much to test whether xbox one is all as powerful as it says on the paper but i don't know but for most of the conference i was i was asleep yeah, I think for me, um, I, I was looking at that one game. Uh, that's pretty much it. You know, um, I, I like what they did with Final Fantasy. It looked like they're trying to give it a true upgrade. But um, I'm, I like the original Final Fantasy VII and mm-hmm. the, the real remake. The real remake of um, Final Fantasy like remake. The real remaster of Final Fantasy VII is coming out for mobile, which I find that hilarious. Uh, but... Um, it's, it's, it's nice to see them try to upgrade that for PS5, but I thought they was going to be talking about more stuff when it came to uh, State of Play. I'm, I'm actually surprised that the Final Fantasy add-on was the uh, was the what the apex of the of the State of Play. Um, there's so much more games I thought they were going to be able to talk about, but they did not. So, uh, and that's why I feel like they dropped the ball. I mean, none of the games, were, in my opinion, were good outside of the one we just talked about. The King of Bridge of Spirits. All the other ones was like I was looking like uh look like they're trying to do uh, a rendition of Nintendo with Nintendo Switch. I, I didn't I didn't find any of the stuff actually interesting. And also it, it gave me another reason not to even worry about getting a PS5 right now. Because damn near every game that they show was gonna be on PS4. So like what what am I doing? Uh so Bills, I don't know if you watched it or not, and if you did, what are your thoughts? I didn't see any of it. I was out all day, and honestly, based on what y'all told me, I have no interest in it. Uh, I, I, I don't have much to add here because I, I'm, I'm looking at Kotaku's review of it, and I don't give a shit about any of these games. They're giving a Cliff Notes version of what these games are about, and I'm just like, eh, okay, I, I guess. I, I don't, I don't really care. Um, honestly, nothing that I'm reading right now makes me even want to go back and watch it. And nothing you guys are saying are making me want to go back and watch it. So, yeah, I mean, they're clearly uh, dropping the ball. But then again, who are they selling these games to anyway? Because barely anybody has a PS5. So <laughs> so then there's that. Um, that's all I got. I don't have anything else. I didn't watch. I'm reading and I'm not impressed. And they have nobody to sell these games to because barely anybody has their console. So that's my review of State of Play. I'm getting to the point now that I'm with DJ. DJ said this a couple episodes ago. This um, this generation is is probably like one of the worst releases that ever came out, and it's starting to become a very disappointing generation. They're gonna really have to step their game up after this uh this COVID lapse. Go um, go um go by the wayside and start developing some real games because we're we're really starting to see where 
the um, the COVID and a lack of development because of COVID is starting to show, and they're really gonna have to do something about it. Because like right now on Xbox, they're to- they're touting everything about backwards compatibility and making those games run better. Not talking about any new games. And then you got PlayStation doing the same thing with this. And on top of that, both companies are talking about putting all their games on PC. I, I don't know what the hell this generation is about to be. Look like everybody's buying like co- compartmentalized PCs right now because there's nothing about these consoles to make you say, "Hey, this is unique. I want to get that." That's one of the reasons why I said I'm gonna get me a Nintendo Switch because at least with them, they're actually they actually have unique stuff that I want. You know what I mean? So it's it's really weird how this generation is starting i i, I just don't know um yeah i can understand how i mean if, if you got madden if you got uh 2k you have every reason to like your 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 consoles but for all the other games shit 90 percent of them is going on pc I mean that's fine but shit i'm not an exclusive person i don't give a shit about exclusives that doesn't mean anything to me all I need to know is them games need just need to come. They 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 just need to be on all platforms. I'm not worried about the exclusives. It's just that the fact that if you already have a PC, you you're looking like why? You know what I mean? If you don't have a PC, if you just have a console, I, by all means, if you can get one of these consoles, get them. Trust me, you you get PC quality uh, for the most part on those consoles, and uh, you won't have to go through the hassle of building or buying. You know, so I think at the end of the day, um, it, it's just basically where you are at this point. I think me, DJ, and uh, Spec Poo was talking about it the other day. It's like all three of us have PCs. It's like I, we want the consoles, but uh, like, give me one of these games that I cannot get there, and then I'm over there. But like, if I never had the PC, I'd be dying trying to get a. I'd be dying trying to get a console right now. You know, it's funny. It's like Bill's even said this earlier, just the availability of these consoles. And then even if you have one, you feel like there there may be maybe one or two games that showcase the power of that console. Other than that, it's pretty much an Xbox Series X Plus and or a or Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox One. Series X Plus, <laughs> PS4 Pro, yeah. Major League Edition. I'm like, uh, <laughs> because that, all these old games that all of a sudden you can play at what they promised was supposed to be played on the PS4 Pro, which originally was supposed to be promised to be played at the PS4 versus on the Xbox One, which this. I mean, I, I just think it's basically what position you're in when it comes to these uh, to, of your gaming. If you don't have, if you don't have a PC, then by all means, you, and, and you don't want to build one, you have no interest. In, and if you have the means of getting the next gen console, get it by all means. You know, but when these when these consoles came out, and I'm sitting here like, if I already got a PC, I'm like, all right, give me a reason to get one. And I was like, really close to like saying, I'm gonna bust my ass to try to get one. Because of Madden and 2K, then I'm like, I, other things happened, so I did. I wasn't ever to actually pursue it, and I, I don't feel like I'm missing out on too much. Not five hundred dollars worth of of gaming. I don't. I don't feel like I'm missing out on that much. Hopefully, by the end of the year, that'll change. Because I really want Gran Turismo. I just thought about that. Gran Turismo Seven is delayed to 2022. So, like, I'm like, now I really have to wait till next year 
to get the console that I that I uh, the game that I really want because if, if that game is only on PlayStation, I'm buying a PS5. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. I'm I'm, I'm I, I might have to go to Stock X and probably pay pay the eight hundred dollars because that game to me is worth the money. But you know, it's just outside of that, there's no other game right now that I want that's on the consoles, and it sucks because normally when consoles come out, you have at least three exclusives on each side. Something that make you say, hey, I want this. I mean, when the when the Xbox One came out, you may disagree with it, but you had Rise, you had a couple of other games that came out on the Xbox, same thing with the PS4, you had Knack, you had all these other games, a couple other games that was exclusive, Killzone, Shadowfall, for instance, I think Drive Club was another one. You had a good bit of... Um, exclusive that was like hey i can see myself buying it this year i I mean look i think what with um playstation 5 you had what a godfall and that's on the epic game store on pc so it's like you give me the i don't care about exclusives but if it's a game that i want to play and it's only in one place to get it i'm buying that console that's why i'm kind of upset about play about nintendo they still haven't talked about bayonetta 3 now, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3 drops, I'm buying a Nintendo Switch ASAP. But name I was going to put it on another platform if that's the case. So, I, 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 like I said, I think they dropped the ball. PlayStation, I, I just think that they're not really... Um, I think they're feeling the crunch and not having uh, enough development time due to COVID. That, that's what one, it seems like is happening. One thing I will say is that Again, I said this in the past that the first red flag was they talked about the transition period between this uh, current gen and next gen. That was the out that they gave themselves to either delay games that was supposed to be next gen specific or make games where it would hold both. In the past, you had games that were on both generations, but they never openly marketed that's what it was. You just... If you transition, you just transition. It wasn't a selling point, which that right, right. And you just said if they that the, the fact that they delayed uh, Gran Turismo to what twenty twenty two, you said yeah, twenty twenty two. That's within that two to three year range. So you I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be surprised if God of War be the next one that's going to be delayed. Ragnarok right. probably be the next one be delayed. And, and I mean, it, just the way things going. And and that's that's just I'm like horizon uh, horizon uh what is it is um going okay, west or whatever it's called that that's going I I would not be surprised if that's delayed as well. Cap Capcom might be the only one that may get a pass because all their stuff is in Japan pretty much. They rarely develop games over here in the states, but in Japan they 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 do all this stuff in Japan. That's why you still see Resident Evil Eight coming out. That's why you still see the Monster Hunter game coming out. There's no delays on those because they do all their stuff in Japan and bring it over. Most of these other companies who are still doing stuff in the states, you, you really can see how, or in Europe, you really see what's going on because uh, of that situation. Uh, let's stop for a second. SD, he asks, "What do you think about the NBA All Star Game proceeds going to the HBCUs?" I have no problem with that. Um, I think it's I don't see the correlation, but hell, I mean, whatever helps our uh, historical black colleges always help. I have no issue with that. What What now, are y'all thoughts on that? Now, here's the thing. Again, with marketing. Why, like, why isn't this a thing that's being pushed out there? To I agree, we, because I didn't know anything about even them using proceeds for the All Star Game for anything in the past. 
And right. And hearing about this, I'm like, it's good. I'm, it's great. HBC, about to say it wrong. HBCUs need this love, and you know, and, and currently in our state, we're fighting our governor to to give money to the HBCUs. So it's just like. That's good. We we need more of that, but we also yeah. need to market that more. I think I think it should be marketed more too. But uh, like I said, my thing was I I don't see the correlation because you never heard about that. But I I like I said I have no problem with it at all. I'm 100 percent behind it. Like my sister, she went to HBCU. My older sister, and um, I'm, I'm all for it. So, uh, Bills, what are your thoughts? They shouldn't be having an All Star game. <laughs> Yeah, but what about proceeds? Even if they raise money for it, do you think it should go to HBCUs? I, I mean, we all know how we feel about all. We all know how we feel about all star game. It's nice that it goes to HBCUs. It's a bit disingenuous uh, coming from the NBA, the team that still uh, the, the the league that still wants to force teams to play the national anthem. But you know, rock out, you rock out. Anything that goes to these black, historical black colleges is great. I mean, because. Uh, we need we need to put them more in the spotlight anyway. It, it's kind of like like we were talking about earlier with the FCS the schools and football. Like you think they don't get any shine? There those football games that they have rarely get any. They don't even get on TV at all. Period. You rarely see it. And I would love to see more HBCU football games on TV. I mean, it's more of a regional thing, especially when they have the 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 classic down there in Louisiana. It's always a regional thing. You you would think that. That uh, who plays Southern Miss and uh, um, Grambling? You would oh. think that that would be on national chat, cha- uh, national television. That don't even get national t- TV, well, and it should. The, until they do the Bayou Classic, but the thing is, it, yeah, it is regional because historically, black people really settled well, were set settled <laughs> into the Southeast and Mid Atlantic region. So that's where you're gonna have your historically black colleges are located, in right? Region. But but I'm just saying like with, I'm just saying with the football game is 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 it's bigger than that when you have the I mean it's bigger than the football game I mean you have a great halftime show it's like a big festival and it's a shame that they don't put that on television because it's it's a really good thing to see and I think it should be on more eyes right like, yeah it's sometimes it's on NBC you're right SD sometimes but I think it should be a yearly thing I I feel that if you if you're willing to put Army Navy on TV every year if you're willing to put all these other rivalries and all this other stuff on TV I I see no reason why uh Southern and Grambling should not be on TV it should we, we be on already know why. We know why exactly. yeah and that, yeah and that needs to change we know but it needs to change cuz this is not just a football game this is a festival this is a big really big deal not just for that area but it would be a, it's just a big deal of a celebration of what hbcus are have to offer and what they're celebrated on it's, it's just it's, it's it's really sad that you don't see it you know it's it's a really good it's it's a really good time you know and i think it should be highlighted more uh i don't have anything else when it comes to the state of play i just feel that at the end of the day um uh, they they need to do a little bit better, even if it's a screenshot or five seconds or something. Just like I said with the Nintendo uh, one, would, Nintendo Nintendo should have did a, a screenshot of Breath of the Wild too. I don't I don't see why they would not do that. They they bait and switch everybody, and it's just uh was one situation where everybody thought they was going to see it, and then they did an HD um version of Skyward Sword, which uh, that's another story for another day, but um. Uh, I feel like marketing wise, you can't really win. It's a losing situation. And not that I really care about these companies, but you get screenshots and then it's like, why didn't you show us a video clip? 
And yeah, they fun. can't. Yeah, they can't win. And even if it was a video clip, they'd be like, "Why it couldn't be longer?" You know, it's just like I'm like, we do that with uh with Madden every year. What's this game clip? We need to see full gameplay. Well, it, <laughs> that's true. You're right. You're right. SD, I do not wish um um. Uh, my college football experience be remastered. I do not wish that to be the case. That well, game was super terrible. Well, if it's no, 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 no. That, nope. Well, well, first remake off, the game. they first they off, need to remake it on another company first, with different developers. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't it the same? What? Who made that game? I have no idea. I got the game back here, but whoever made it, they need to stop. Look, first <laughs> it off, was horrible. In order for something to be remastered, it has to be mastered in the first place, and it <laughs> wasn't. So, <laughs> that, wait, wait, wait. Let's get it mastered first, and then let's let's see about remastered. Yeah, um, that that's definitely it, it. Was it was a good shot? I mean, I think the game actually did well sales wise, but um, no, the game is just bad. The game's bad. Pooh said he want Battlefield 6 to be modern. I heard it's going to be modern. I heard from a couple of guys here on Twitch. This, um, they actually said that the game is supposed to be modern, but they really can't say they're under um um what is this um NDA. NDA. So they can't really uh say what it really is, but they've hinted to say that it, it's going to be uh modern. So that's going to be pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Um. Let's jump to the next topic. You know, uh, Kyrie said he wanted um, he he want Kobe to be the logo of the NBA, and uh, I I have no objection to this off the top. I honestly don't have no objection to anyone being the logo outside of Jerry West. Not because I dislike Jerry West, I just think it's an old logo. And you look at most of the leagues, they've updated their logo in some way. I think the NBA is like the only one that really hasn't. So I think it's long overdue. I don't care who's the cover. I mean, who's on the logo? I just think it needs to be updated first and foremost. I'm all for Kobe being the um, logo, but if, if even if he's not, they just need to update the logo. It's, it's old and it, it's, it needs an uh, it needs an update. Um, Bills, what are your thoughts about that? I disagree that it needs to be updated. Um, I don't see any issue with it. I I don't really pay attention to it. It's just funny how Kobe passes and all of a sudden folks want to come up with these outlandish ways to honor him. And I, I, there has to be a gray area somewhere. And this just, no. I mean, you're not you're not making Kobe Bryant the logo of the NBA. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, But, you know, I get why he's saying that. He was close to him. It is what it is. Um, I don't have any issue with Jerry West being the logo. I don't have an issue with anybody being the logo because the NBA is one of the few leagues that actually have a player as a logo. I have no issue with it. DJ, what are your thoughts? I think the logo, not the not the player image. I think the logo needs overall needs to be modernized. But other than yeah, that, that's what I that's what I was. I really doing. don't care who is the logo, like the the form fitting logo. Whether it be Kobe, Jerry West, Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, there's a whole host of people you can probably put there as a logo. But if you, if you think about it, if you are marketing the game to a new audience, a new NBA, then maybe you want somebody who's currently not currently playing, but who's at the end, maybe a LeBron to be the logo. I, I mean. But then this, the way this game is being played, it's just like then you, after a while you want 
somebody to be on the logo that represents today's NBA. Here's a question I have. And in my opinion, if you're going to make somebody the logo of an entire league, I feel like the history of the game can't be told without them. Um, do you feel like the history of the NBA can, can be told without Kobe Bryant? I, I do. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. So then I wouldn't make him the logo. I'm with you on that one because I, all I, you need, yeah, I, well, good. because because you look at how like you look at the let's let's look at the NBA playoffs how they did logos for the NBA playoffs how they put them on the court and how it changed over the years and it's just like I just want the NBA symbol to change with the times but not the actual logo if you're gonna keep Jerry West as the logo again I, think they I don't need to go without a player. Just, well, just, that too. The NFL doesn't have a player on theirs. It's just it's like a, a rendition of the American flag. Neither does Major League Baseball, really. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Nobody knows who that is. It's, it's probably George generic. Brett, for all I know. Right, I know, right? Because the type <laughs> I mean, of helmet just, that is being used, it looks like it, right. it is an older player, but from like the 80s and 90s, not anybody for, beyond that. But overall, it's just like uh, let's make Kobe the logo, and then next thing you know, we're gonna we're gonna name the scoring championship after Kobe. It's like stop, stop, seriously, just stop. Shoot, they can use the the logos that you see on the outside of the, the doors on the bathroom stalls. Use that for the <laughs> I, NBA logo I, if you wanted to. I mean, <laughs> the WNBA would have their logo. <laughs> the history of the league cannot be told without Kobe. He's the most skilled scorer ever. Cut it out. I have a question for you, Hood Nerd. Um, you might not want to go down this road with me, but since you took this walk, let's go ahead and take this walk. How many scoring titles does Kobe Bryant have? Here you go. I'll let you look it up. And this isn't to this isn't to knock Kobe in any way. I'm a huge fan, but let's let's just keep this. You know, I, I want an interaction. So here we go. How, how many how many scoring titles does Kobe Bryant have? Yeah. And then keep in mind that this really, when you think about it, there should be no player that's bigger than the, than the league. So Kobe Bryant will always be a part of the history, but there are Here's a, the thing. a lot of players you can tell. The Here's history. the thing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to call Kobe Bryant the clone of Michael Jordan, right? So if you've already had a Michael Jordan and you have a diminished version of him, that means you can tell the history of the league without him, right? He said, what does that have to do with him being the most skilled scorer ever? Well, it's pretty simple. What? You can't you can't make that argument without having the proof to go with it. If most you're skilled scorer. Okay. I see, this is the thing. I, I love when I love when folks do this because what they do is they try to put something out there that you can't you can't you can't counter with stats, right? This is something that is eye test and opinion. But then when I ask for tangible proof of this, he can't provide any. So the question once again, he had no how many people didn't have a weakness offensively? He George Gervin didn't have a wait, hold on, hold on. Kobe's weakness was his three point shooting. Kobe's weakness was his efficiency. That too. <laughs> I mean, so it wasn't a shot that what, he didn't like. But that's what I'm saying, and, and and this is why I hate this because it turns into a Kobe 
you know, taking credit away, and I don't want it to be that, but we can't just go and say things like this. I think the history of the league can be told without Kobe Bryant because there is an era of the league where he was without Shaq and still wasn't the best player in the league. If you weren't the best player in the league for at least five years at a time, I believe that the league can be I, – I believe that a story can be told about the league without you. Simple. You're not telling the history – you're not telling the story about the history of the league without LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. Now, after that, you can go ahead and argue. But the those history players of the league that I named, be told without COVID. Hmm. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I know, I know, I know. I'm just and I disagree. I think that oh, the history no. of the league can absolutely be told without Kobe Bryant. If you no. did Kobe Bryant dominate an era, no. Hmm. So he was the best player in the league from 2003 to 2011. Okay, well, if that's the case. Well, that's I mean, that's no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's that's what? eight years. How long the NBA been around? <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm being. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. If, if you're gonna, uh, not, and it's not a knock on Kobe. Go ahead. It's, go ahead, it's not. It's not a knock on Kobe. It's just. It's not a knock on Kobe. But if he was dominant for eight years, and he was the best player in the league for eight years, and he hasn't done nothing like historically significant, he was just the best player for eight years in a league that was around for what? How long has been over? I, I can't even remember what. It's 80, been, 90? Let's call it eighty years. Give or take. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it's not a knock on them, but it's like the history of the game can be told about uh, without somebody who was just the best player for eight years. Well, well, well how about this, VF? And this is going to – I really want to see how he answers this. He was the best player in the league from 2003 to 2011, right? Okay, cool. So let me ask you a question. Why does he only have one MVP? In 20 years, why does Tim Duncan have more MVPs than him in an era where Tim Duncan wasn't even athletically at his peak? Now, I, this is my thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can or you can't. I'm not saying it. It's just that to me, it just you can make an argument that you can, you don't have to. That's the media. So the media held Kobe down for 20 years. We can't do this, bro. We can't do this. Look, Michael Jordan has five MVPs. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has five MVPs. LeBron but, but has four. Magic has but, three. But we we got to hold on. Stop for a second. It, it's not even about what. It's not even about that. When you are the logo, uh, let's say if you were the logo of any league or whatever, if you're like your silhouette is the logo, it's not what you do on the court. Is the off the court stuff? Everybody you just named, they've done something that was beyond what they did on the court. The LeBrons, the Jordans, even Magic, the the Kareem's, uh, mm. Wilt Chamberlain. In some cases, even Larry Bird, they've done things that was when when you're looking at the logo, it's supposed to represent not just the league and its fans. It's supposed to represent people who are interested in the the sport. If they look at the sport and they can look at somebody saying, hey, this person did this, this, and this. Tell me more about this person. And when you hear about Jerry West, all the things that he's done, then you can like, okay, I see why someone would be interested in the league. Let's say if uh, a Jordan was the logo or if LeBron was the logo, 
you can talk about things that was beyond them on the court and you can see the casual fan and be like, hey, I'm more interested into the sport now. But if you're just going to tell me, hey, this guy did all of this stuff, all these accolades on the court, and you can't tell me how he transcended further than the court, most people are like, okay, that's just basketball. I'm not really interested because I wasn't really interested in basketball to begin with. You kind of see what I'm saying? It has to be bigger than the sport if you're going to be on the logo. With Jerry West, he was bigger than the logo. He was bigger than the sport in ways. That's why I would that's what I would say that. Hood nerd, I can give you a summary of the 2000s right now. Shaquille O'Neal was the most dominant center in the modern era from 2001, uh, from 2000 all the way to about 2003. Tim Duncan and Pop put a system together in which Tony Parker came in and played point guard at a very high level early in his career all the way up till 2007, where LeBron finally carried his teams to the finals. After that, you had the Celtics create a big three and win a championship. And then the last two years is a footnote of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers winning two rings. So you're telling me that right there, then and there, I had to include Kobe Bryant in any of that? Technically, I didn't, other than the last part of that. Did I leave anything out? I didn't. So, once again, you know, it's just I, I, I get where people are coming from with this Kobe Bryant thing, but when you look back at his career, leaving out the fact that he passed away tragically and prematurely, I'm sorry, but we can't look back at this with rose-colored glasses and not be realistic. The dude has, like, two scoring titles, averaged 24 points in his career, and has one MVP. We're not doing this media bullshit. We're not doing this, you know, such-and-such such held-him-down bullshit. I don't want to hear that. 20 I'm not, years that's a, I'm not even – this is the thing. I'm not even looking at – I'm not even looking at the basketball accolades. I'm just looking at the person in general. Right. When, like, when you look about, at – like like what SD said. SD said that Kobe did give tons to the poor. That's cool. Mama mentality transcends basketball. Mama mentality really didn't become a thing until, what, 2017? You know what I'm saying? It, it really wasn't a thing until, like, the last two or three years of his career. And that's not a bad thing or anything. It's just that that's just how it was. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it's cool. But when you look at somebody with the overall legacy of their life, and, and that's what we're talking about. Their life in general, what they well, did in basketball, that's what you want to look at those things. But, but we're talking about, but he said he's talking about the most skilled scorer of all time. While while VF was gone, that's what he was talking about. And that's what I'm addressing mm-hmm. right now. You can't call somebody the most skilled scorer of all time. And the man has one scoring title or two or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Kevin Durant has four and his career is not over yet. Mm. So I look, at, good. I, I, I look at it like this, like coming from a person that doesn't care who's the player logo on the NBA logo. Um, honestly, after this conversation, I'm just like, take, just take, because what was the standard? Cause we're applying our own uh, subjective standards to why Jerry West was the logo in the first place. Mm-hmm. What? At whoever put Jerry West on the logo or whoever suggested it or finalized it, what was their standard? I think he's the best player Jerry? in the league. Hmm. And, that like, and, that, and that really had nothing to do with anything. I, I'm sorry to kind of undercut BF on this one. but it's just, Well, I disagree it's, with BF from the start about it being about off-court because – 
Jerry West, I mean, off the court, nobody really, I mean, he didn't really do anything that we look back on and say, you know, influential, but I mean, because he had like Bill Russell that could have been on a logo. Uh, Wilt Chan- There's a whole bunch of people that could have at, at the round time Jerry West was playing that could have been on that logo. I don't think I, I don't think anybody needs to be the logo. In I my agree. opinion, but I also think that Kobe shouldn't be in that conversation. If we're having that conversation, I don't think Kobe belongs in that conversation. I'm sorry, hood nerd. You're not going to convince me. I gave you stats. You gave me opinions. You said he played seven out of 10 finals. Yeah. He played in seven out of 10 finals. James Jones played in seven finals last decade. Do we care? I, I, like, I, like, like I was saying, I don't think this stuff that's on the court should have anything to do with who should be on the logo. I yeah, think oh, you, you, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to. I think that should be a part of it. I don't think that should be in a be all. You're looking at somebody who a logo should be a representation of people who are trying to um, bring people in <laughs> and to watch the sport. And I mean, you just can't do it just because of accolades. Hood nerd, you missed my point, bro. You missed my point. James Jones to Kobe. You said your argument has changed three times now. Do you realize that? You went from Kobe's the most skilled scorer of all time to he was in seven finals out of ten. And then the other one you had was you said, um, what, what did you say? Let me scroll up and find the third the third argument that you tried to make. You played 10 out of uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's the media that held him back from from being in a, uh, uh, winning a MVP or more than one. That's crazy. So so the media held him back from scoring points, too, when he had two scoring titles in 20 years? And this isn't knocking Kobe. But when dudes do this, I have to bring the facts. He has two scoring titles in 20 years. He has one MVP in 20 years. I'm sorry. In an era where he could have easily won a couple more if if he was that player that you're making him out to be, he didn't. Simple as that. What does Tim Duncan have? Three? All right, like I said, that, that's why I said, like, th- this logo thing is bigger than just what you do on the court. I you know what I mean? That, that That's just the way I feel. I think you just can't have all these stats and say, hey, he should be on the logo because he had all these. I think you should not only have that, you should have stuff that's off the field that's make you recognizable. I mean, if that I mean if that's the case, you know, anybody who stat pass is, is it could be on a logo. No, it, it needs to be bigger than that. You need to be a household name. Wait, but, but wait. If 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 you are getting the stats that we're talking about, aren't you already a household name by default? And some people aren't. Like who? Some people who have some people have really nice stats, like Sean Merriman. Not Merriman, but Sean Marion. He has no. nice stats throughout his career. Nobody on the level we're holding. talking about. On the level we're talking about. No, I'm not even no. talking about the level. I'm just talking about with good stats that just don't have those numbers. I mean, just yeah, don't have that about, recognition. We're talking, about, we're talking about great stats and accolades. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, but th- I don't think you should have just that on the court and be considered being on the logo. I don't believe that. I don't think you should. I think you should be. You should you you should be one of these players that not only have that. You should have like the casual person who don't follow basketball know who you are. And just because you have great stats, some people don't know all the guys who are elite players. They just don't. They're not a lot of them are not just those type of players. You have casual people who have no idea outside of the stuff they do outside of basketball. You know, state of franchise, I'll make an argument. 
I think Larry Bird and Magic Johnson should be the logo together. You want to know why? Because if it wasn't for them, the finals would probably still be on tape delay. Mm. The league was dying until they came that, to that, Once again, that's talking about something outside of on the court. You made a great point. Yeah, what they did on the court. The court but play. I'm just saying, but I'm saying what they've done, it made something that was it, it's not just about playing basketball impact. they start they've done something bigger than that that's what i mean because you're probably thinking other sports were on tape delays before that too right right now you see what i'm saying exactly you've well, done I mean, something think- that was bigger than just what you did on you know somebody who scored you know 40 points a game that's cool but what these guys did literally transformed what they do as far as revenue of the sport yeah, because as far as I know, you can say that as far as Kobe, as far as his efficiency, we're seeing the results of people that are taking three. Jason Tatum. For no reason whatsoever. Jason Tatum. <laughs> Went to the Mamba camp, the Mamba mentality camp. And I'm not blaming Kobe. This is just me being facetious. But still, you know, it's just, I don't know, bro. Like I said, if Kobe was still alive, I don't think people would be talking as crazy as they are. That's it's true. unfortunate, but it, it's true. That, that is true. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I said, not, and I don't want to make it sound like this, that whole NBA 2K17 thing was a strict money grab. And that right there, if, if it was me, a lot of the money should have went to that man's family for that because that not 2K17, but 2K21. 20, yeah. yeah, because that man was just on 2K17, and y'all just turned right around and made another ultimate edition with this man's um, name and likeness after what happened to them. Y'all know exactly what y'all were doing, and I didn't like that part. And you have some people, Izzy, want to make fun, think people shouldn't be outraged. <laughs> you know, I'm dead serious. He was, he was like, oh, you shouldn't be outraged. That's business 101. Yeah, it's probably oh. business 101, but at the end of the day, that is kind of scummy. I don't care what anybody says. It, well, it was I a mean, scummy idea to do that. What do you expect from I didn't like it. Well, well, you know, I didn't say that, but you know what I mean. I did. I did. I did. He's Egyptian. Hey, 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 listen. He didn't say it. I said it. He's Egyptian. Whatever. But but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like now, see stuff like that. I don't like, and it's kind of probably it ties into the thing we said about the logo. What happened to him is unfortunate, but like you said, if he was alive, that probably would not be the case. Now, let me ask you a question. You know. Here's an interesting question to bounce off of this whole logo thing. If you're gonna make a Mount Rushmore for the NBA, who are you putting on it? Yeah, I'm not doing that. Y'all got it. What? It's not hard, man. It's, it's not hard, but we, we, we've we done this before. Put... No, we haven't. This is like episode 70 something. We didn't talk this. about the no Mount Rushmore. I'm pretty sure we didn't. We, I don't think we did. It would have, Obviously, there would have to be a fifth person on Mount Rushmore because what? we're going what? into that. Starting five? By, yes. I, I couldn't do a four. I would have to do a five. Yeah, and I mean, it's basketball, so you would think you would do a starting five, so that would make sense. Well, I'm going MJ, LeBron, Magic, Bird, and Russell. You just named my five. I think think with those five, you tell the history of the NBA, and you're not leaving anything glaring out. Right. When I think Mount Rushmore, I think it's telling the lineage or history of a league, I think you're covering all the bases with those five guys, the main guys. Now, football obviously would be harder. I'm not doing that. But, um, yeah. Because I would say, I would say, even though there were players beforehand, just looking at LeBron, do you think there were players beforehand that played no Kareem. positions? Yeah, I think even Magic Johnson did it a little bit, but nobody marketed the fact that LeBron, well, before LeBron started playing 
really all five positions, no matter what, the whole term positionless basketball. Right. I think that's what LeBron brought to the table once he started playing, because you can play in one through five, he can guard one through five. He can, he, he, his game has evolved to where no. like everybody, you know, stretch like you've uh, gotten, even though you had power forwards that could take threes, him being number four could take threes, him at the five could take threes. So, what? What? okay, look. I didn't say anything bad about Kareem. I left him out. I mean, look, Kareem to me has an argument for the greatest of all time, but I'm leaving him off of this particular Mount Rushmore. Yes, I am. I think in Kareem's case, if we're talking about impact and some of the things that VF was talking about, I think you can leave him off of Mount Rushmore because his impact wasn't quite what the guys I named was. It doesn't mean that you can tell the history of the league without Kareem. No, I disagree. I I, I I definitely think that you, at the same time, can't tell the history of the league without Kareem. I think he goes on that list, but there are five slots, and he's not – who are you going to put him over? Huh. Who are you going to put him over? You're going to put him over Magic or, or Larry? They go hand in hand. You're not taking MJ off. At this point, you're not taking LeBron off. Who are you taking? Russell? You're taking Russell off? I mean, look, look, SD, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm asking you. It's just like Jalen Rose said. When you say somebody got snubbed for the All-Star game, who are they replacing? So here, if you're going to say Kareem, then who is he replacing? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. Who's he replacing? Speaking of which, I found it was funny that since Beal, just to go to current NBA, that Beal being voted to start as the shooting guard, for the All-Star East or whatever, um, I'm still in old school, All-Star East or whatever, that now all of a sudden there's an outcry for why uh, Trey Young got left off. And it's just like, well, we were asking the same question when people voted in Trey Young and not Bradley Beal. So it's... I don't don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the I don't know what it is about the uh the all-star game. I find it really weird that whatever city that is being represented in, they just shun the 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 uh the star player of that city. Like they did they did that in Chicago with Zach Levine. Now they're doing it with Trey Young. No, but SD, I'm not SD, I I swear. I'm not even I'm not coming to anybody. I honestly want to know if if you're putting Kareem in there. Who are you taking out? And the same goes to Hood Nerd. Hood Nerd went on this long paragraph. So who are you taking out? That's all I want to know. If you can't find somebody to take out, then I just I don't know how you make an argument from. Just like just like with the All-Star game. I had an issue with Devin Booker not being in. They asked who I'd take out. I said I'd take AD out. So if you're taking AD out and you're putting Devin Booker in. AD's hurt anyway, so that's already happening. I said everybody but MJ. Okay, all right, I'm I'm done here. That's a, that's a reach. Right, <laughs> I'm done here. Everybody but MJ. Yeah, I'm done that's... here. I'm done. And in the West, um, yeah, I said Booker should have made it, mm-hmm. and I would have took I would take an AD out. I'd take Kareem over Russell because Kareem has a ring in Milwaukee and LA. Eh, yeah, but I mean, does he have a ring as the best player in LA? Because the year that 
he got hurt in that series. Magic went and had 40 points in the game seven, played center in every other position on the court. And that's funny, but that was the and that was the first time you really saw that. So it, this is why I don't want to do a Mount Rushmore because it, it, everybody's opinion is different. That's why I was right. like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's exactly why I said I'm not doing it. I mean, it's just a, it's just a good discussion. Yeah, I'm not done because I, I, I think my thing is uh, at the end of the day, I, I'm a Jordan guy, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Damn the Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm a Jordan. I like I like Jordan. Everybody else is like, all right, I like him, but I've always been a Jordan guy since I started watching basketball and. I think everybody else is great players as well. You can make a uh, you can make an argument that some are better than him with the longevity of their careers, but I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm rocking with the person I started with, and I don't think that's gonna change. But I don't know. I mean, it, it does it does create a good discussion, but I mean, you know, it is. What anybody else got any other questions? Q and A time because we don't have any other topics. I do have one, but it's kind of redundant. I don't want to bring it up, to, uh, but uh, I'll just put it like this: You do have other teams that are backing out of this EA Sports football game, which is unfortunate. We kind of knew it was going to happen. I'm surprised yeah. it happened this early. So uh, that and it's happening in that particular conference too. Yeah. So well, with that being not, not happening in particular, I, I keep on thinking it's happening in a conference. Yeah. Well, it's happening in a conference now versus Notre Dame was the first one to back out and they're in the, in their independent world. They were in the ACC, but they couldn't. Yeah, get they're saying that they're saying that, that, that this is a, they're saying that this is a big deal now because Northwestern is in a conference. So if one drops, who else in the Big Ten is going to drop after that? Kind of like that's what happened last time with NCAA football fifteen. One team dropped in a. Because look, just looking at that conference, Northwestern doesn't really have a rival. So like, no, think, they don't. So it's like, okay, gamers who play who would be interested in NCAA football or EA Sports college football would be like, okay, this is a generic Northwestern team. I, I don't Man. care. They're not really connected to anybody. I they think the, the only, the only, the, 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 like, yeah, oh, right. And that's what I was saying. I think the only yeah. people who will get mad, and it's not that many people, are the people who want to run the league. Like they want to run a league within that, within that uh, conference. They they'll probably get up and on. But you're, you're talking about a very very small. Field. Let me tell you something. If Northwestern didn't wear purple, nobody would give a shit about them. Period. You wouldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup. The one thing about Northwestern that that I knew because I was actually being recruited. I didn't know I was being recruited by Northwestern, but my head coach at the time in high school didn't tell me. Hmm. Um, I was being recruited by them, and and they they're they're good as far not necessarily with their football, but they're good educational uh, facilities and stuff like that. So I wish I would have known back then. I probably would have picked them over the two schools I was actively being recruited by. But I know SD just said, um, I just lost it for a second. Okay, he says, I love that Mookie is a black American and top three best Major League Baseball because not a lot of, yeah. This Too not bad a he's lot not of, here. But then again, good thing he isn't. <laughs> this racist-ass piece of shit city I live in. What you going to do? You're welcome, LA. Fucking... That wasn't the only time that Boston showed their racism. I remember when uh, Joe Ward knocked out the Bruins in a playoff game. They literally, right from the moment it happened, you saw the N-word being I, but all over I am, um, and everything. 
I'm actually interested how this is going to play out because I didn't see this Northwestern thing come. I, I didn't see this. This came out of nowhere. I was more like thinking there was going to be another big time. No, not saying Northwestern isn't big time. They are a power five school. But I was thinking like more of the like elite schools that would probably drop the shoot next to, to drop out. And with them being in a Big Ten, I mean, what does that say? Like, if, if Northwestern's going to do it, what if Minnesota does it? What if Michigan State does it? What if Purdue, you know, all of a sudden you got three teams out of the Big Ten? You know, it, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's it's just going to be interesting because, I, like I said, I thought once Notre Dame was going to do it, I thought it was going to be like a, a, a Pac-12 team do it. I'm, I'm really surprised that that happened. But uh, we're going to. I'm going to monitor this because it happened fast. I mean, this happened within a, a, a 24 hours. Well, I'll say a 48 hour span. Like once Notre Dame dropped, then Northwestern did. And, you know, what's going to happen next week? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I, I don't I know. know. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. State of franchise. I mean, Northwestern would, a lot of people don't know this. Northwestern was a big proponent to back out the game when, um when, uh when it first dropped the first time, they were one of the first ones to say, I'm, I'm out. Um, when NCAA football 15 was supposed to come out. So that is very true. I got a topic for y'all. So What's up? I've been listening to Tio's podcast a lot lately, and he had a topic Samuel on there. Um, It's really interesting to me that a topic Samuel does not get more consideration. For you say um, he's not being considered? Not, he doesn't get more consideration for the Hall of Fame. I think he should. I mean, it's it's utterly ridiculous to me. For people who watched Asante Samuel at his peak, that dude was top five corner in the league for about. Yeah, five. you weren't thawing at him at all. Yeah, trust me, I know he he was a, he was a Falcon at one point. I know. And, and and he and after everybody said he was gonna die a painful death in Philly, he went and led the league in picks the very next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he told a story a about oh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick basically sat him down. And then said he was gonna franchise him, and they were doing some real shisty ass. Shit. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! What? His son is in the NFL draft this year. Jesus Christ, we're getting old. Osante, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> His son is in the draft this but, year. But um, yeah, bro, it's 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 like ridiculous. You know, him and To were talking about it, and it it's crazy because. You know the the Hall of Fame, their standards just they're so inconsistent, and that's why Eli is going to get in. That's why Philip Rivers is going to get in for two completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I want I think- you, I, I want y'all to think about this real quick before you go further. Sante Samuel, in two years in Atlanta, he had six interceptions. That's actually pretty good. That's average three a year. Three three interceptions for a cornerback per uh, a year is actually really in that good. era. Mm-hmm. Now, and now, mind the you, fact they weren't thrown at him. Now, now right. mind you, four years in Philly, he had 23 in four years. So that's averaging 5.2 a year, five interceptions a year. In five years, I mean, yeah, five years in, uh, five, five in New England. Year. Yeah, five years in New England, he had 22. So that's averaging oh. four a year. Yep. So he had a total of 51 in, what, five, nine, 11 years? That's almost five interceptions a year, average. That's that's damn good. Five interceptions a year, but mind you, this is five interceptions a year. In a couple of those years in New England, it literally was, we're not throwing at him because mm-hmm. we have all these other guys that aren't that good. And he all was right. still getting those picks. Over his career, 11, 11 years of his career, 
He had 164 passes defended. Including 24 in two years. Now, mind you now, 164 passes defended in 11 years. So that's almost that's over, what, 11, 10, 16. I'm trying to do the math. That's probably like uh, 14, maybe 13 a, a year yeah. that he broke up a pass. He also had multiple. He also had multiple interceptions in four postseasons. I mean, come on, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. And then the other guy I wanted to talk about on the flip side is Ty Law. Ty Law is in the Hall of Fame, but God, you want to talk about clamps on somebody? Ty Law was unfucking real. Ty Law. To me, Ty Law really reminded me of of Darrell Revis. Now that I go back and watch him, the the way he played reminds me of Darrell Revis. It really does. He wasn't the fastest, but positioning-wise, he was very physical at the point of impact. He reminds me of Darrell Revis. I think Darrell Revis was slightly better at his peak, but Ty Law, man. It's funny, about him, around that time, they didn't have that rule about being physical over receivers until after they put the clamps on the Colts receivers in that playoff game. The Colts couldn't get a goddamn thing in the air because of that defense that being played. I have the cinematic DVDs for two postseasons with the Patriots, all three playoff games. And it's dope because literally you get every snap, no commercials, and different views of how they show it. So you get like you can really see it's it's dope as hell. I don't know why they don't make more of those. Um and yeah, he the, he whew, he was giving it to them, bro. Um and then the other interesting thing while watching the TO podcast was Randy Moss and TO both said that they think Darrell Revis was the best cornerback they faced, which is very interesting. I'm not surprised at that during that era. Who else were they going up against? Who else they were going up against that time? Well, not during that era. They said throughout their entire career, Darrell Revis. That's what I'm saying. Throughout their entire career, who else they were going up against? I mean, around that time, Revis was there. Yeah, you did did have Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey? Got to be up there. Champ Bailey. um, Now, other than that, I mean, after that. Charles Woods. Charles Woods. Yeah, but half of Charles' career, Charles went to safety. Yeah. I but get during, it. During I, probably Revis and Champ, that's probably about it. You got to think about between 98 to what, 2010? What about, uh, what about Patrick Sertan? Mm. Mm. Mm, no. uh, that's yeah, I, don't, I don't think he was up there with... Uh, I don't think he was up there. I mean, they were there. He, I mean, he, they were, him, name that, that him and Brock Marion was like really good, but I... Because they said they, Dion, up they caught Dion at the end of his career. Which yeah, they caught Dion at the end of the career. Dion, Dion started in the early 90s. That's what I was saying. Like, Champ, Champ, Revis, all of them came out like late 90s, early 2000s. So yeah, I was thinking, like, who else, playing, who else was a. Didn't start playing safety till what? 09? Who? Who that? Charles Yeah, Charles Wilson didn't start playing uh, got, safety till 08, 09. Yeah, 08, 09. Well, he was played when he was for most of their career. Wasn't that yeah, so when he got to Green Bay? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He went to safety. Yeah, yeah so you, you're talking about three guys. So that's that. That's not a stretch. I can see them saying Revis. And again, those guys were just on another level. I mean, T.O. Right. And, and Randy Moss for pretty much that entire decade, it was them and really everybody else. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're talking about the the matchup that everybody watched before they popped up. What 
technically, I think, was Daryl Green and uh, Michael Irvin. And now Daryl Green and Michael Irvin, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one prior to that. Because you had like Leon is in there. Yeah, because like yeah, like like once after like '96, you you still had like this. I would love to see Dion play in this era because it really fits his play style, not being so physical. He would play cover three very well. Oh, are you serious? That's what, because you look at how he fails. Oh, he, I know the cover three has been in existence for a long time, but the fact that even in man, he would bail like he's playing cover three, that was for a lot of quarterbacks. Age, in this day and age, if you put Dion at cover three, Nobody didn't even talk about Richard Sherman. Dion in cover three, you can fucking forget it. Right. Okay. You can forget it. Oh Lord. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because the way he bailed, he bails like he's in cover three all the time, but he played man most of the time. Well, but I've then never... that helped that helped disguise. Like if he had a team that would disguise cover one and cover three. Dion is the perfect corner because but, he plays like that every single play. But I've never seen a guy who wasn't that physical, who was that effective in press, right? Because most times when you see guys that play tight man-to-man coverage, they're mm-hmm. very aggressive on the line. Like, you know, you think of the D'Angelo Halls and the, you know, the Darrell Revises and the Ty mm-hmm. Laws. He would press, but he wouldn't jam you. He would just be yeah. there. Yeah, he would literally be there and beat you to the ball. He'd be on your hip the whole entire time. It was right. like there was no escape. I, I remember there was one time I played defense for like one moment. I did exactly what Dion was doing. That is tough to do. I can't I, – I, I, the amount of energy you have to spend to be able to play and cover like that without touching the receiver, I'm like, yeah, it's easy to like just – jam him up at the line but to like be right in his face turn whatever way you want to push them towards and stay on the hip the whole entire time mind you the receiver you're going up against probably a four four three four four speed candidate yeah no say the franchise he wasn't he wasn't a big guy but D'Angelo, the honestly, D'Angelo got better with throughout his career. He was he was almost borderline scrub um bust at one point. Yeah Mm -hmm. But no, he was, he, he, was, he, was, he was drafted by Atlanta and we let him go because he he, he never got right. He got better he once he left. He <laughs> yeah, he got better. Yeah. He got no, much he better when Oakland. he left. No, he went to Oakland and then he came to us. Right. Yeah, he got he got better as he uh, as he got older. Yeah. I consider D'Angelo kind of like Josh Norman in the in the way that oh yeah. And sometimes he gets too over aggressive, right? And, and and it gets used against him. You know, I, I remember those matchups with D'Angelo Hall and To didn't work out so well for him. You know, it was jam To with the line. It was just sad his career ended in training camp. Oh, he should have been talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but not, but like Dion, bro. Like I saw this motherfucker pick a ball off with the left hand. He was pressing the dude, and you could tell he was pressing him because of how you know close he was. It was a slant route. Quarterback overthrows it. He picks it with his left hand, one handed. I mean, that dude, that dude's skills at attacking the ball, catching the ball. He had everything. He could play off man. He, he actually had six. Yeah, actually had six interceptions one year with Atlanta. I, I don't remember that. Hmm. 
No, D'Angelo. I'm talking about D'Angelo. Yeah, I'm actually surprised at that. But yeah, D'Angelo, man. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Dion. He he was so good. He had to trick people into throwing at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dion. Dion. Dion played the position probably unlike anybody else I've ever seen. Do, well, and, and then on the opposite end, looking at Daryl Green, you really couldn't tell how he was going to play you. He literally had no technique. He had nothing. But yeah. his athleticism and his speed, yep. and he used it. In, in, like, he could be in any situation. You can play him in zone. You can play him in man. Like, he played the big receivers. Uh, I think Jerry Rice – had made a comment that Daryl Green and I think another uh, corner at the time, uh, it was a Philadelphia Eagles corner uh, that he said were the two corners that he did he liked to go up against because they were the toughest corners he went up against. Right. So, and then of course going up against Dion, that that that's a classic master. But well, the crazy know, thing is they they only started keeping track of deflection stats in 1999, so mm-hmm. he has no deflection stats. But I'd imagine they wouldn't be that high anyway because a lot of times, bro, Dion didn't have double digit picks in any year because people just weren't throwing at him. Mm-hmm. There were years that he was the best corner in football and had two picks. So yeah, I played till 2005. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Well, not till exactly he retired and then came back for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, bro, I mean, you know, Revis was the same way. He was never a high-pick guy. You know, Sherman would always talk that shit like, oh, look how many picks up. I'm like, bro, first off, nobody knows you. Secondly, you're playing cover three. Uh, You know, Revis was literally on an island about 80% of the time. Uh No help over the top. Just clamping dudes. I remember remember when he clamped T.O. and Chad Johnson in the same game, just handling them dudes on, on, on Sunday night football. And Des Bryant, one game, handled him. Now, Des was kind of hurt, but still. Still. Clamps the clamps. I, yeah, I mean, Darrell Reeves is the best corner of my lifetime. Well, I, I can't say lifetime. Since I've been watching football, uh, Darrell Reeves is the best corner I've seen. I say Ty Law was number two. Ty Law was damn good. Uh-huh. Dion, I wasn't really of age to see him in his prime, but I've gone back and watched a lot of games. And, yeah, I. Dion? No, I did. I watched him, and yeah. I was there. It, Dion, it was to me opened it up for two ways, uh, two way play or multi, being a multi dimensional player at that level to be able to do punt returns, to play corner, and then eventually with Dallas they put him at wide. They put him at receiver when in Dallas, yeah. Just, just. But I mean, not only that. I mean, you can step out the realm of uh, bat, um, of football. I mean, he was a two way player when he was in Atlanta. He played outfield and and for the Braves. Mm-hmm. So it's like this guy, like between like like between him and Bo Jackson, are like these two guys are like probably like the ultimate athlete when it comes to like professional sports. Complimentary yeah. said Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson's one of the best tacklers at that position ever, and of course he played safety too. So there's that. And <laughs> what? I think Rod was better at safety than corner. Yeah, I, I, was I agree. Uh, what I've seen, I think because he was getting good. torched a bunch of times when he. Yeah, he was. He was not a uh, Rod was nice, but Rod was not a cover guy. He was, he was, he was, he was more like a field general. Rod Wilson has. He seemed like he had that mentality that, that if he had the size, he'd be a damn good middle linebacker. 
if he had the size. He just had that. He had that awareness. I'll say it like that. And it's not. Yeah, and, and it's not saying that he was a bad corner. It's just that he had the mentality to be a better. He he has the mentality to be a better at a, a different position, but he had the size of a corner or a safety. Like I think I think if Rod had the size of like Kevin Green or something like that, dude would be a monster because he has the awareness and like you said, he could tackle. Like he was, was much the, better at that. That's funny because that was the potential of Sean Taylor. Right, no, no, exactly. No, 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 exactly. No, I get pissed off every time I even trust <laughs> me, I know. All right. And that same thing with Sean Taylor. Like Sean Taylor, he was a strong safety, but I mean he damn near had no, the size he, of a no, linebacker. No, 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 no. He wasn't a strong safety. He was a free safety. Oh, he was a free safety. I'm sorry, that's right. He, yeah, he, he played was a free safety. Did he yeah. play strong safety in college? Yeah. No. Because because Ed Reed was the strong, right? And he was the free. Yes. Because mm-hmm. yeah. was, okay, was like, actually uh, the strong. He was actually the strong safety in college, which is crazy. Because um, he what? See, the thing with Ed Reed that gets me is like he was a heavy hitter in college. Mm-hmm. In the pros, he would he would lay. It's like he changed his whole game. Yeah, but he transformed. It's like he had so many guys that could lay the lumber. He was just attacking the ball. They they put him. I mean. They were playing tight man-to-man coverage on the line with McAllister, and they had only Ed Reed over the top. And him and Sean Taylor are two of the only guys I could see go from one hash to the other hash in like a split second. Do you, you remember? You remember DJ? You remember we picked that pass off against Brett Favre, Sean Taylor, and he went that. literally from one hash and he d- to did the it twice, twice, twice. He did it to Brady too that year. Mm-hmm. That dude, unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and here's the thing. You could put him on a receiver. He could cover man to man. They had him on T.O. They had him on Randy Moss. I was at the game. They had him on Randy Moss going back and forth. And actually, it happened in two stints that Moss was there, one with the Vikings and the other with the Raiders. And the thing about Sean was he just was – he. He just made plays, man. He just made plays. He whenever you need a turnover, whenever you needed a big hit to intimidate somebody, whenever you needed a big time deflection, whenever you needed a third down stop, and you put him in a box. Sean just made plays, bro. Like, like that game against Dallas when we miraculously came back after being dead for like almost all the whole entire game. Right. He makes that stop that separates the ball from Creighton. The receiver from uh, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. but then you also see you with Sean Taylor in the game. You saw a lot of people with alligator arms, alligator arms, and which is I, I wish that was a trait that would pop up in a football game. If it got to a point where you were getting hit or you were getting a little your, your poison, you were shook a little bit. You had the right. trait called alligator arms. <laughs> Yeah, people people really don't get like how much I love Sean Taylor as a player, bro. Oh. No, it's just like when you look at when you look at I mean, especially on defense, when you look at uh football players, you you want to see guys who are hybrids either physically or mentally. I'm more I'm more of inclined to the hybrid of the mental side because even with the mental side of being a hybrid, knowing different positions and how to to play them. You may not have the size to do it, but you will use your size to advantage, small or large, to get, you know, in position to make plays. And I think that's one thing, like we said about a Rod Wilson or a Sean Taylor. Hell, even in some cases, when you looked at um, 
uh what's his name uh giants 56 lawrence taylor lawrence like when he when he could play the outside linebacker or he could be on the line it's like you can see guys who do different things they may not have the physical stature to do it but the mental side of their uh of their game will have them to make plays that you will not normally see you know it's one thing to have it physical but once that breaks down and you don't have the mental side of it, your longevity in the league probably won't even last as long as most of these guys could. Eric Allen is another one. He's a perfect example of that. Eric Allen could play. Yeah, Eric Allen could play. He could play left corner, right corner, and both of the safeties. Mm -hmm. You know, like you got guys who who literally can't do that. You know, it's like that. that, And that's why I like um, Charles Woodson so much. He was able to transition to safety. It's like, Charles Wilson do not have the side. If you look at Charles Wilson, he has no business being a safety, but he has the mentality to do it. He done it very well because he has the mental capacity to see what's in front of him compared to covering a guy that's next to him. Is, 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 is Dawkins in the Hall of Fame? I think so. I think he was. I think he was inducted about three years ago. Hmm. All right. So that's he had history. a question. He said, "Were you, were you surprised?" Haskins already got a new team. No, I'm like he has he has a lot of talent. It's just mentally. He's not the Hall of Fame yet. It's just mentally Haskins. I'm about to say because I remember him getting a, I remember him getting a, a, a gold jacket. I remember that. Go ahead, my friend. He was in 2018. Yeah, I said about three years ago, right? Yeah, I just to answer Steve's question, I'm not shocked that he was he's on a new team. Actually, it was rumored that Pittsburgh would pick him up if he were to become available, and that's it, where he is. It's he just meant young. He, he's just not. I don't, I don't think. I, no, I'm not even. No, say, say, no what know, I'm saying. Say he, mentally, he just. No, I, I got you. No, no, but I'm saying he's too young for not enough for for another team not to take a chance on him. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, because right. uh, I'm like he he did he did good towards the end of his rookie year when he was getting the reps it's that's why it's just like then stuff that he got in trouble for this year was everything related to covid so yeah it's not it's not like it's not like knucklehead stuff off the field that getting arrested and i remember referencing that and i was saying that a lot of stuff he got in trouble for was these COVID protocols, which uh, there were a lot of people that got in trouble for. It's, it's, it's not like it's not like when Kwame Brown was on your team, he got caught speeding doing a hundred. <laughs> you remember? That? No, wait a minute. I know even even worse. Uh, when Kwame was late to a team meeting during the playoffs. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. He did what now? Yes, if anybody remembers, Kwame Brown was at that point looked like he was starting to put it together, and then that fateful game in the playoffs, where I guess beforehand he didn't, he didn't, he arrived late to either arrive late to the stadium, was not there in time for the team meeting, and he was subsequently uh, benched, and then eventually he wound up finding himself off the team. This was like you know the offseason stuff like that, but in the play, they were they needed him for a crucial playoff game. I think it was the playoffs, but yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that's I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm sorry. I mean, you don't you don't be late for practice when it's the, when it's playoff time. I mean, right. But with yeah, Haskins, that's pretty bad. But with Haskins, it was just the fact that. Okay, we know it's in the middle of a pandemic. We know that normally you wouldn't get in trouble for this, but now that you can get in trouble for it, don't do it again. Oh, I'm gonna do it again. 
<laughs> he tried to do the same exact thing he did before he got in trouble. And then he just, you could tell he just mentally checked out. I'm like, he couldn't I mean, get out. Sometimes it's just the environment that you're in or what team that you're in. You probably like you you may feel like you need a different environment. I kind of felt like that about Cam Newton, but mm-hmm. oh, we kind of see where Cam Newton is now. But yeah, like I said, like Haskins was just too young to say, like, hey, nobody's gonna try to the the to give him a try again. He's too much potential oh. there. Talking about Chantel made me think about what ifs, man. Larry Johnson, bro. Can we talk about Larry Johnson for a second? What about him? Larry Johnson got ran into the fucking ground in two years for KC because Priest Holmes hurt his neck. Larry Johnson ran the ball, I'm pretty sure, close to 400 times two years in a row. A lot. And that dude was a fucking problem. You talk about a combination of speed and strength like we see now from uh, Derrick Henry, except he wasn't making business decisions the way Derrick Henry was making business decisions. Um, Larry Johnson. All right, here we go. Here's stats. He ran the ball 336 and 416. Those were his attempts back to back years. 336 is not necessarily bad, but 416 is way too much. It's not, but 416, yeah, that's because that because they did that. The they did that. The what's his name? Um, for Cowboys, DeMarco Murray, they did that to him, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, three three thirty six for a feature back. I don't know. I, I'm I'm from the early nineties where that was almost like the the norm. But when you do over, when you get up to the three eighties, three seventies, I think that's a little bit too much. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. On that. If you go any, if you go anywhere over three, if you go over three seventy, I think it's time to like wait a minute. That's I think three thirty six is an issue when everybody knew you were gonna run the ball. <laughs> Four sixteen when everybody knows you're gonna run the ball is yeah. like homicide. That's what uh, like I'm gonna see that. Oh, and preliminary, I did not know Larry Johnson was from Waldorf, Maryland. I've only been to Waldorf maybe a few times, and that was within the last few years. <laughs> Y'all know Larry Johnson has played on three different teams since he left the uh since he left the Chiefs, he played with yeah, Cincinnati. He played with Washington. He had one. He played with Washington. Did he play with the Raiders? No, he played with the Dolphins. Let me tell you what they did to him in the Dolphins. Oh boy! He played one game against the Texans. He ran the ball one time for two yards, and then they cut him. Oh, that's like, <laughs> yo, that's, that's fucked. fucked. That's fucked up. That's like when we that's it we didn't cut this guy, but remember when the when Washington picked up Sean Alexander? Oh god. No, nothing was worse when y'all picked up Chung Candidate. That was the worst. Well, that was Steve Spurrier that wanted to make him into a feature pack. But, but you know what though? Mike, Mike Martz finessed the shit out of y'all because they made Trunk Candidate look like the next Marshall Falk. And he had right. a few he didn't even have a few games. He had a few carries to make it look like he was. And he was going to be the feature back for y'all. And that dude turned out to be super duper bust. That was horrible. Yeah, because Spurrier couldn't. First of all, Spurrier wasn't protecting the quarterback at the pro level. That was a no no. You've seen Patrick Ramsey get ready. You talk about running backs getting ran to the ground. An unprotected quarterback on every single play, running five wideouts, no protection. Patrick Ramsey went from a franchise hopeful quarterback. Uh, 
hopeful franchise quarterback to I'm I'm done. I, I just like I'm beaten up. I'm getting sacked on every play. I got people in my face and the crowd's getting annoyed at me when it's the coach that's calling these plays. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Trump Kennedy played for y'all in 2003. Mm-hmm. He played 10 games, mm-hmm. 142 rushes for 600 mm-hmm. yards, 4.2 yeah. yards a carry. Hey, hold up. That, that's not, those are not bad stats. He averaged Compa- 40 yards a carry. And the thing is, is that he averaged those stats based on the fact that Spurrier was throwing the ball all the time. Right. That's actually not bad. I thought, because when I, when I thought he got the yard, I thought he did nothing. But he only had that. That's actually not. Yeah, Trump was good for the offense that we ran, but obviously it was Spurrier running the offense with. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's actually not bad stats. I thought he did worse. No, averaging four yards a carry. That's it appears that way because of how he was featured in in St. Louis or it was St. Louis. St. Louis. Louis, Louis, Louis. Versus how he was featured with Washington, because again, it's marred by Steve Spurrier and his coaching. Because right. we had Stephen. Because here's the thing: Trump candidate, he basically replaced Stephen Davis, who was coming off right. of what back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. Right, right, right. And almost it was Davis. And now. I'm saying this man, it's just to go on a tangent about Stephen Davis. This man was well, there's noble in the chat. This man, Stephen Davis. Oh, so he's alive. Yeah, he he oh, showed he was up alive and night. talking shit about right, the last exactly. night. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, preliminary Westbrook versus Stephen Davis. Everybody's seen the footage when Stephen Stephen Davis got beat up by Michael Westbrook in practice. That's how that's how his career started. Stephen Davis, you mean Panther Stephen Davis? Started yes. with Deshaun Foster Stephen Davis. Yes. Davis. Wait a minute. Stephen Davis was a beast before he got to Carolina, though. That's what I'm saying. I miss Madden. And, and Steve Spurrier was like, nah, I want Trump candidate. I need I need oh, a no, 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 think about it. I gotta play Madden 04 again. Look, 99. Yeah, Stephen Davis had 1405. He had 1405 and 99. 2000, he had 1318. 2001, he had 1432. 2002 was a down year. He had 820. He went to Carolina, had 1444. Yo, dude was nice for like a four or five year run before he went I mean, to Carolina. And, and I think there was one year his touchdowns total was was up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 touchdowns one year, 11 another year. Yeah, he, he was pretty good. Man, and, and, and Spurrier wanted him replaced. Yeah, right. Madden four wasn't just nice; it was the goat. All right, put some respect. <laughs> so that that's why I say every time something happens, like look at the quarterback situation. Okay, I talked about Patrick Ramsey. Look who he replaced Patrick Ramsey <laughs> with: Danny Warfel. Uh, oh uh, Lord, yeah, wasn't hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wasn't it so like this of- one? No, seriously, wasn't this like one like one run when uh, Steve Spurrier had like nothing but. Florida quarterbacks on the roster? Yes. I just named two of Called them. Called nepotism. Yeah, Warfel. And, and who else he had? Uh, let's see. Danny Warfel, Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews and somebody else. It was three of them. And I remember at the time, they were, there was also a, a jersey number controversy because Shane wanted to wear a nine, which is Sonny Jurgensen's number. Uh, and somebody else wanted – I think Warfel wanted to wear seven, which was Joe Theismann's number. Okay, These wait. numbers are not retired, but speaking still. of Florida, what happened to Chris Leak? 
Oh God. <laughs> Chris Leak. Chris Leak went to the Bears, and that was it. I'm, I don't think he got drafted. I think he was an unf- uh, um, undrafted free agent, and nobody heard from him. I remember Chris Leak was like, "Bro, the next thing coming." That's why I love, bro. I, that's why I love NCAA six. You remember how many mm-hmm. big time quarterbacks there were on NCAA six? Oh yeah, Liner, Chris Leak. They had uh, Vince yep. Young. They had uh, they had a bunch of I can't even think Troy Smith. All them dudes got, are rated ninety and above. Hey, I, I got I got the, I got those rosters on on Xbox. I, I need to yeah. I, well, shit, my Xbox three sixty won't fucking start. Yeah. I mean, what uh, this yeah, he went to um up. he played for the Chicago Bears. Then he went to the CFL, and then he played for the Arena Football League. Did he play mm, for the Chicago Bears or did he suit up <laughs> for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I'm about to find out because I think he only had the preseason. Because remember, remember that quarterback that uh, I forgot his name that started for Dallas, um, Quincy that, Carter. Yeah, remember how his career went downward? He I went saw, from- I saw him throw two picks in this Tyler Ty highlight. <laughs> I was like, seems legit. Yo, every time I play NFL 2K5, he's throwing picks too. Some of the dumbest ones ever. Fucking bum. Last, That's in the Jets. Yeah, um, he got cut by the Bears before the season even started. He got cut in preseason. No, then he tried out for Kansas City Russell in 2008. Not going to the Bears. You know about Russell Wilson because that's an interesting thing. Now his agents coming out and saying that he didn't demand a trade. But here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. No, maybe he didn't demand a trade. But at the same time, as soon as you start naming teams, right? You you're you want out, fam? Yeah. So he named the Jets, you know, the typical, well, really the typical teams everybody's been naming Dolphins, Jets, Bears, Cowboys. Uh, oh, you named it. Oh, wow. Yeah, he that did name the Cowboys. That got that got the attention of a lot of Cowboys fans. Of like, oh, see, I want to dump Dak all of a sudden. Oh, He's okay. headed. Look, I, I think there's. Ooh. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I think he wants out. I think he's tired of running for his life. Um, look, I, once again, I hate being right, but I'm sorry. I said when they built that team around him and got rid of Marshawn Lynch and what built that team, Legion and Boom, that was it. I, I told y'all. I told y'all how I feel about franchise yeah, quarterbacks. Pay- I'm going to stick with yeah, it. Once you start paying these quarterbacks, and I know it's the market for it, but once you start paying these quarterbacks, you better have a damn good scout team that can find players around him for the cheap. Because if you find good players that want money too, it's not going to happen. And then you're going to have these cheap players playing at, at, playing with, at cheap level, and you're going to have this problem. You try to get an offensive line on the cheap, and you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. That, this is a problem with a lot of these. I, I, this is a problem with a, a lot of these teams that, that put these quarterbacks in these big contracts. When you do that, you barely have money to spread around for other talent. You try to... Get the best scouts that can find good talent for the cheap, and when you don't find that good talent for the on the cheap, you end up getting like the Lions. You end up getting like Seattle. You end up getting like um, oh, what's the other team that had the problem with um? Oh goodness, damn it! Who paid that quarter? Well, in some cases, even the Falcons. You even have that think, situation. What do you think about um? What do you think about JJ Watt getting 14 to 16 million dollar per year offers? Injury says no. Uh, um, I'm not but, against uh, it. I'm shocked though. It's, it's, it's what the market's going for, though. That's the problem. With JJ Watt? 
Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I mean, How many years you signed him for? One. They're signing him for one. He's doing a one year deal. But they said sixteen per year, as in multiple years. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't see nobody. Whoever signs him for multiple years, they're signing a death wish. That dude has too many injuries to, to be signed for multiple years. I wouldn't do it. That, that that's just me. But whoever does it, they know something I don't know. But I think the reason. I, I think. I think that's the market price. It's the market price because he was guaranteed seventeen a year with the Texans before he got released. And I think, I think that's JJ's, the reason why. I think JJ's injuries magically go away where he goes somewhere he wants to play. I can agree with that. I, I uh, definitely agree Noble with that. The last, the last year, he, the last full year he played, twenty eighteen, he had sixteen sacks. Right. Yep. And that was this. That was also the year that you know he collapsed uh, Alex Smith's leg. And look, he played well in the playoffs the year before that, and and basically spat in the face of everybody who said he was washed. So I, my thing, I, I just think, I think within the next, I'll say the next five to seven years, there's going to be a real resurgence on paying quarterbacks. I don't think these quarterbacks are going to get these big deals because it's going to become more of a us team and you need to spread the wealth and the blueprints already out there. I'm just waiting for the first team that try to follow that blueprint. Because paying paying a quarterback over twenty million does doesn't doesn't result in you know really good uh it doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't do really good fortune for the rest of your team. BF, I can you tell know, you right now, you might want to wait for the next wave of quarterbacks. This is not the wave of quarterbacks to make that comparison because I, I think Herbert's gonna get paid big money. I think Kyle Murray's gonna get paid big money. I think Burrow's gonna get paid big money. I don't think teams are gonna start this pay quarterbacks lower. I, I can agree with that. That's that why. Wave. That's that's why I say I was gonna say the next five to seven years because I I do see where um and this is gonna put this is gonna give this is gonna be a problem for Jacksonville because they're gonna be able to try to do something within that first two or three years because they don't have to pay a quarterback that much but that contract that's coming up next is gonna be the one that's gonna hurt Jacksonville if they do get Trevor Lawrence uh, Herbert and Burrow same thing they are good young noble but once you give Let's say if you give Burrow or Herbert, like right now, the going rate for an elite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes already set it at 45 a year. You do that, now you're probably saying 48 to maybe 50 a year for one of those quarterbacks. God forbid one of those guys ball out one or two years. So once they do that, they're going to get almost 50 million. They get 50 million a year. You can kiss your secondary and your offense, your offensive line, maybe your um, linebacker corpse goodbye. Because you're not going to be able to pay sports, That's never going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Look, No, nah, no, nah, they're this, not going to do that, no. This no. is what it you comes just, down you, you to. Just, the thing is, you're just going to have to be smart because Patrick Mahomes is in a good spot where he has two receivers that were already on the contract at the time with Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. So the offense is going to keep running. Next year or the year after next, find out if they're going to be able to sign a big-name um, defensive guy or one of their big-name defensive guys now. You think they're going to still stick around when they could possibly get $20 million somewhere else? Well, well, I mean, those are the type of things you got to think about. Hey, well, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Okay, all right. What it comes down to is it's simple. You have a three-year window to win the NFL, and that's max. Right. Most years you have a one-year window. So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Either you pay a quarterback or you don't compete at all. That's what it's gonna come down to, bro. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm I, I, because, like I said, the, the blueprint is out there. You don't if you get a good quarterback that just don't fuck up on offense, you Titans get that for the that. cheap. 
Hey, you do they that for the cheap. You said what now? Titans tried that. They haven't won. Yeah, they didn't because they just found a way to to, to, to fuck up their 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 team. Yeah, but what you know what I'm saying. Is, I, I mean, because if not, these guys are getting paid all this money. You're not going. You're. I'm saying it now. You're not going to go far in the playoffs if you continuously pay a quarterback that high amount. Because I agree not, with I mean, you on a fifty on a fifty three man roster. If you're paying one guy that could that you could possibly play four or five guys that are actually pretty good, you're handicapping yourself. I agree with you, but the issue is once again, if you're not drafting these guys onto teams that in the next year or so are already going to be competing at that level, you're not going to win. I agree. We've seen it. Look at look at and, look, 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 look at Lamar. That goes hand in hand with elite talent, though. Look, look at Lamar. Look at Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Right now, they got a pretty damn good defense. Right now, with 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 him on the center, and I I I suspect them to, for them to pay him big money. They do that, you're gonna lose maybe four or five guys that are essential to that team right now. But they're already I mean, not good enough to win there. without without his contract. Well, that's on him throwing pick sixes. I'm just saying. Uh, you, I think that's on him not having targets. You think you're going to get targets if you get the big contract? But that's the point I'm making. What I'm saying that's what is... I'm saying. But what I'm saying is either you pay that man or you don't compete at all. That's what I'm saying. You have to catch these guys in their rookie contracts and not... I really... I really... Like I, I, I we really haven't seen a team with a mid-tier quarterback win a Super Bowl in how many years now? It's I don't. I, you're talking. About, you're talking about talent versus money. But what I'm saying is the talent and the money go hand in hand in today's NFL. That's going to have to change because if not, you're going to keep it's having this treadmill. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that it is, but it's going to have to because I'm, I'm telling you guys that's the blueprint. You're going to have to spread the money around because it's a team sport. That I mean, that's just that's just how it is. It's if you're, if you're, if you're willing to, if you're willing to get a quarterback that you can pay for under 20 million a year, you're going to have high success because you're going to have an all around team that's all around talented. I if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna pay double that, and like I said, Pat Mahomes, ten years, forty-five million, they're gonna have to move that money around. Because the truth be told, I don't even know this guy's, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know his contract situation, but I'll be highly surprised that, um, uh, what's his name, uh, boy from New Orleans, played LSU, Tyron Matthew. I'm highly surprised that boy would take a hometown discount if he get offered money elsewhere because they can't pay. Like- but that's why I keep saying. Let's look at the quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls in the past decade. You're looking at Tom Brady. You're looking at mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, all three of them were not getting paid that high type of money that they're trying to pay. Tom Brady. Tom Brady now. took a, Tom Brady took a pay cut. Pat he Mahomes did was on a rookie contract. And, and Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. But what I'm saying is. Those are elite quarterbacks who hadn't been paid yet. Right. Now find now find me a situation where you're going to find an elite quarterback that isn't going to get paid that money at this point. That's because, the problem. Because there aren't teams in the league that are built to win with a mediocre quarterback or an average quarterback or even an above average quarterback. Yeah. Teams like that don't win in the NFL anymore. And we've that, seen that. Is fine. And, 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 and on top of that, if you pay them that money, I don't care how elite they are. If you pay them that high money, it's a high chance that they're not because you don't have nobody but else. But you're going to go further than if you didn't have them. And that's what teams are banking on. Yeah, that's the, the problem. Teams, but what I'm saying is that there are teams that have tried it your way. Titans tried it with Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. What happened? They lost. Okay. So what I'm saying is 
you have to have an elite quarterback in this generation until you somebody disproves it. But, 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 but did you have to have the, to pay them the elite money? Because if you do that, you're, you're going to have to if they're elite. Yes, you are. And, you, and you're going to handcuff yourself. Look what happened with the look look, look what happened with the uh, with the Rams. Jared, they paid they paid Jared Goff all that money, and they really he's couldn't do anything elite. else on offense. But he's not elite though. But he had elite money. It yeah, but like, the, but, this, he this like, but he wasn't restricting. Saying. But he wasn't restricting their team. He himself was the limitation. He wasn't good. Right. There was nothing holding them back as far as signing people. He wasn't good enough. What I'm saying is, elite quarterbacks win Super Bowls in this league. Whether it's before they get paid or after they get paid, I, okay. regardless, what, what you need to do, you need to find me the team that has the elite quarterback money winning games, winning but Super Bowls. I'm not arguing with you. What I'm telling that's you all, is that's all I'm saying. You're talking about talent. I'm talking about allocating money. But what I'm saying is allocating money goes hand in hand with the talent because there comes a point in time you're going to have to pay your quarterback or you're going to be playing with a backup and your team is going to go two and fourteen. Because nah, you said let's I, I, let that quarterback I, I, walk, and and we're gonna we're gonna take these pieces that that quarterback galvanized with this backup, and now we're gonna look like shit because that's what you're gonna look like. That elite quarterback took you to that level. They need to find a way. Teams need to find a way to try to get a good quarterback on the cheap. They're just gonna have to, because if not, that once you pay that elite money. You you you're going to be AFC Championship bound, you, and and maybe AFC <laughs> champ. Give me the AFC Championship over lottery uh, over lottery every year, or, hey, or top ten pick every year. A, a noble, we we won our division, so I'm not sorry. <laughs> noble, noble. Let me ask you a question, noble. Let me ask you a question. So let's say y'all sign Russell Wilson, and you take on that contract, you trade for him. Would you rather go to the NFC Championship every year with Russell Wilson, or would you rather stick to being third in your division every year? Is Chicago going to the NFC Championship with Russell Wilson? I think they have a great chance of doing it, yes. But here's the thing. Do they keep uh, Allen in the Allen. process? They keep, do they, do they keep Khalil they're, Mack? They're, uh, Robinson, Allen Robinson. Do, do they, they keep, keep Khalil Allen Mack? See what I mean? Yeah. I mean do you keep Khalil Mack? Like, do you they, keep Rosa? Do you uh, keep Rosa Smith? You see what I mean? Of course, yeah, you're keeping. You see what I'm saying? Now you got to pair. That, this is the this is the thing I'm saying. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Elite quarterbacks are going to get you to the Super Bowl and then some, probably more than one or two rings. But I'm just saying, it's like when you have that person, you pay them that money. Are you going to have other elite guys around him? That is very tough but, to do. Yeah, okay. But you can go ahead, DJ. I was going to say, state of franchise sports is. He says y'all won the division at drag race from blind drivers going backwards. <laughs> a division title is a division title. Nobody was saying shit. Tell him again, saying, DJ. Tell him again. The, You're right. The Saints did it. A division title is a division title. Like I mean, my, my, my thing no, is Bills, Bills, you, Bills, me and you didn't had this discussion before. You know, you know, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. From looking at it, we're, we're looking at the same picture, but we see two different images. No, but the you thing, I don't one. disagree with you. That, here's the thing. I don't disagree with you at all. I get, I get your logic. Your logic makes perfect sense. But what I'm saying is, in this NFL, it is very hard to find a quarterback it is. That, is, that is good enough to win you games in the playoffs Play well enough in the Super Bowl, even if you have a stacked ass defense. 
if you have a quarterback who is just okay or above average or even good, he's either getting paid or he's not good enough to win you games in the playoffs. And it's it's a perfect balance that is damn near impossible to find because you're in a league with 31 other teams that are trying to find the same thing and can't find it. So what do they do? They say, look, we have Josh Allen. We haven't won a Super Bowl with him yet. If we let him go, we go back to the dumpster. If we keep him, worst case scenario, we keep getting back to where we go, where we've been going. Hope that he can recruit some people to take a pay cut to come here. And, and if see, he can't, I, I, see, I see that. I see that's another. I see that coming as well. Josh Allen, he has a couple more good years. His rookie contract is up. That team's going to go to shit because he. I mean, you're not going to be able to pay um, Diggs. You, 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 I mean, you're not going to be able to pay him all the money. You may be able to pay one more person a, a big deal, and that he might be the guy. You know, I think I, mean? I think Diggs and Josh will work together to get them both back there. Yeah, I, I think I think that will work. Same thing with the um with the Chargers. The Chargers, Justin Herbert, he did great for his rookie year. Three years down the road, talk to me again because yeah, but he's going to be. Gonna... Big... Well, well, here's my question to you, VF is. Who would you even want to sign that's left on that team that's really a pressing issue? That's yeah, that's what, that, no. You're, I mean, I mean, you're you're right. It's just that that's what I'm saying. It's like it it, it is the, what the team the way it's set up now. Yeah, but if you do have other players that are that can you know that are viable to carry you, you might have to let some some of them guys go. It's almost similar like we were talking about in Chicago. It's like can they keep? Russell Wilson and Khalil Mack and, and Roquan Smith and uh you know um what's his name? Uh Alan I can't Robinson. remember the guy on the defensive line. Oh, yeah, Allen Robinson the receiver, but it was another guy on the defensive line that's actually pretty good. It's like who can you keep like um what's his name is having the same issue right now? Uh Aaron Rodgers. He wants them to sign more players that are that are that are good enough to, to match his skill level. The money's just not there because they paid him a lot of money. I, 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 I get what you're saying. It's just that I don't know if it's the money with Green Bay. No, I don't think it's the money with Green Bay. It's just that they, they just can't get another another uh, another good number two receiver. But and that's, that's literally what I'm saying. But but that's what I'm saying. It's not always money. Aaron Rodgers is getting paid, but the reason they can't get another receiver is because nobody wants to just hand them a Super Bowl. Some teams it's hard to trade with them. There's a lot of teams that it's hard to pull off trades for them because, you know, teams aren't willing to work with them. The Packers don't have a lot that they want to give up because that team is so touch and go as far as their entire roster. But if you they know let what? one piece go, it's going to just yeah. completely obliterate it. Yeah, and another thing about that, you, they did the opposite of what I'm saying. They got a lot of talent on a cheap on defense. The defense is really not an issue with Green Bay. It's just the way the offense is ran because they're not a team that like to hand off the ball a lot, but you got two good running backs. They like to throw the ball, and you have really not many to throw to. You got like one definite target, and the rest is just I'm open because this guy's the, the guy's the elite guy is getting double. But I don't you know? think I don't see an issue with Green Bay. I think they just ran into a better team. I honestly no think that one game. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I agree with that. I'm just talking about overall. I don't think this this whole thing with Green Bay is a, a, a issue because they played against Green Bay, Tampa Bay. It's been somewhat of an issue throughout the entire season to where you had Aaron Rodgers wanting a tight end. He he wants somebody 
um, on the other end of uh, Devontae Adams. I think they were talking about this before the season even started. It's just like, well, we're strapped for cash, so you, you want us to bring in the rookie on the low and hopefully as well? It, it, it's kind of like one of the things that they, they, they've they been dealing with. You know, it's, it's Okay. Well, oh, good, good. No, it, it's almost like the same thing with Atlanta. Atlanta is dealing with this with Matt Ryan's contract. The offensive side is not the problem. They can't get nobody on defense because they can't sign anybody on defense because of Matt Ryan's contract. Him in a combination of Julio Jones' contract is just so massive, they can't get anybody. They had to restructure the Julio's contract two years ago. I, I don't know if it's money or if it's just some of these pieces aren't tradable. Because I, I okay, let's, that let's and, the, and, and that and the scouts that are scouting this talent is just not good scouts. Let's look at the Patriots, okay? If they look at Tom Brady's career for the past decade, I think there are a lot of quarterbacks who would say, "Why would I give y'all a discount for y'all to go and do what Belichick did? Not get me targets?" Because the thing is, we've seen teams do this before. We've seen players in other sports do this before. I'll take less money, but make no mistake about it. You better get some fucking talent around me. Yeah, but you know what? With the flip side of that is, the problem with that, the NFL did this to themselves. The NFL is not guaranteed contracts. So that's why you have this gridlock between players and their contracts. Because they want to make as much money as they can because they're not guaranteed. That's And that that's one of the main reasons why this quarterback situation I'm talking about now is what it is now because of that. And, and basketball that, is a little different. But I think if more quarterbacks had faith in the direction of their franchise, they would take pay. They would take lower comp. But I think they don't have faith in, in a lot of where – because the, DJ, thing, the thing is – DJ, this is where you come in. He said he he said that the team should have more faith in the front office to, for their contract, their quarterback situation. How many NFL coaches or how many NFL front offices you honestly can trust? But that's, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's, there's no faith. If you're okay, it, let's say you're Russell Wilson, right, DJ? Let, mm-hmm. let's, you're Russell Wilson and you're in Seattle. And you look at how this past five years has gone. Do you have any faith when they tell you that they're going to get you a big time target aside from DK? And and, 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 the, and the issue because I just, the, I, 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 hold on, stop before you keep going. DK is on a rookie contract now. I remember that now. But 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, when you look at that team, DJ, if you're Russell Wilson, how do they even sell you on not wanting to get out of there? What would you have to hear? From, what, what, what would you have to hear from them? They would have to either tell me they're – give me like a list of receivers around the league that they're looking at on top of – a list of receivers coming out of college that they're looking at that's comparable to a number two in the league next to Or a promise to invest in the offensive line? I would let's see. I would obviously I would look at that, but then also I would be like, uh, what about a running back? Because I'm running the ball half the time. So <laughs> what what do you have on a uh, I, no because both of y'all are right. DJ, they did, they did invest in running backs because they got Carson and the other guy. I can't remember. So they did do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but wait, 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 wait. Did they invest in running backs, or did they no, not they, invest in running backs? They invested draft picks. 
Yeah, but, but the problem is, is the offense in the running backs. Yeah, yeah there you go. Now, now this is what I'm saying. This is yeah. what I'm saying. They did the running back thing, but the running back thing don't mean shit if you don't have a line. So here's so here's my so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Pause right there. Quayface says Seattle needs linemen. They don't need a receiver. Hold that thought. Here's the thing. It goes two ways. It goes one of two ways. Either you have a great offensive lineman that gives receivers that are lesser talented more time to get open, or you have a lesser offensive lineman and better targets to get open quicker. There is a way to operate with not such a great offensive line. I agree that they need to spend a couple of high picks on the linemen, Mm -hmm. maybe even trade up in the draft if there's a lineman that you really, really want. But you don't have to have a 1990s Dallas Cowboys line. You just need you need to build, especially with them, build with a left tackle that's damn good, mm-hmm. maybe a center that's damn good, and get you another receiver that can make plays because they really only have one. I think they do need a receiver. And then play and then offense wise, they just need to invest um the offense shifted more towards the running game. You know, that would Add years to Russell's life. What did I say on this podcast? If Russell Wilson has to throw the ball 35 times or more, they're losing. They're they losing. lost the Super Bowl because of his arm. But it was yeah. also the play call that uh, cost him that. And all in one play, the play call and his arm. So to me, what it comes down to is what's wrong with Lockett? He's 5'10". Well, <laughs> he's five, he is 5'10". He plays still, outside. But no, but no, but then, but with him, he's he's getting up there in in age. He's been in the league for a while now. I, so. I think he's been in the league probably about the same as long as uh Russell. I think like 10, 9 years or something like that. Yeah, uh, so like for it. a receiver, that's shelf life. You gotta think about it. He's not he's not an elite receiver. So. I mean, look, the 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 teams that are gonna win. Are going to be the teams that either have a transcendent player at the quarterback position, or the teams that draft really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's just luck, you know. I'm sorry, people can pretend like there's a wealth of talent every year in the draft. It is. There are certain drafts that are way better than others, especially when it comes time for you to need a certain position. Flip, flip, flip like, that around. There's some. There, there's a lot of drafts come out every year that are just terrible. Yes. A lot of it, they hype these drafts up to make you think yes. that there's like the next thing coming. No, a lot of these drafts have maybe like four, and I'll be generous, maybe six players that are going to be really, really, really good. And the we're talking about just, impactful right away, not years down the road. Literally, and it, even and, and, and Bills, yeah, and Bills. Even if that's the case, if you find a guy that you draft in 2018 and turns out to be a superstar in 2022, that that that's luck. Yeah, you didn't know that when you draft that guy in 2018 that he was going to be a superstar in four years. Nobody knew that. But that's what I'm saying. So when when they talk about these drafts, you know, a lot of it is, you know, knowing what you need to draft, knowing who you need to draft. First and foremost, who you're targeting, if it's best player at this position or if, if you actually need to upgrade a skill position or a position on your team. It, it's two ways to look at it. If you're drafting the best player at your draft position or you're upgrading a position. So with me, 
I'll criticize the team's draft if they're a team that is in Seattle's position and they need to upgrade at line, you know, offensive lineman, and they're not drafting a lineman in that position. Mm. Seattle's not in the position to draft best player available. The Chiefs may be. The Buccaneers at this point are. The Ravens might even be, especially if it's not a wide receiver heavy draft. But there aren't a lot of teams that you can just say, oh, best player available. No. So you need a team that you need a front office that is very, very sure about the direction they're going in. Mm-hmm. And they have a quarterback that they know for a fact is the one that they they know they can win with. And then you have to build through the draft. I think that's the way you have to go back to that in the NFL, especially if you're going to pay a guy. Well, they don't say, but if you're going to pay a guy. Well, on top of that, you also have to understand that, you know, looking at Washington's situation, you also got to know that the owner is not just going to come in and change everything, come in off a boat and pick a guy and then let everybody else handle the rest. If the owner is in line and allowing the front office to do their job, then that gives you reassurance on that front. Let's go back to Seattle. At what point do you say maybe you need a coaching change? Because the thing is, I'm not going to say Pete Carroll needs to be fired, and it's not like he's done anything worthy of being fired, but it's similar to Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens hasn't done anything worthy of being fired per se. It just comes a time. It, it just comes a time when your time is up. Yes. And looking at everything that has happened since those two Super Bowls, it seems like his, his time is just up. I think it's time. Yep. To, I mean, you, you look at certain coaches that are in certain positions, and after like three years down the road, and it's not a steady sense of success, it's slightly on a decline. I think it's it, it's just time to say, you know what, we're just going to go in a different direction. And I don't he think it's wrong. Pete Carroll is a good coach to work with a rookie quarterback that you think is the future, get him mature to the point where you make him a better football player and as good a football player as he possibly can be. And after that, you have to move on. Let's, 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 um, I'll play devil's advocate. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying he's a good coach, but let's look at everything that took place ever since they ran on that run. It wasn't Pete Carroll that said they wanted Russell Wilson. It was his um, one of his offensive scouts fell in love with Russell Wilson when he was in Wisconsin and said he's so good. Nobody knows about this kid playing this position because Russell Wilson plays the position on a mental level. We're going to fall back. We're not going to try to get none of these elite quarterbacks, i.e. Um, Andrew Luck. Uh, what's his name? That was also. Yeah. All those guys who was around that time. We're going to wait to the fourth round to get this guy. That wasn't Pete Carroll. They did a documentary on that on ESPN. Legion of Boom. That was Dan Quinn doing. Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator. I'm not saying he had no hand in it. I'm saying that Pete Carroll had no no say in it. But look at the people around him who ran these things that happened the way they happened. Marshawn Lynch, same thing. That same guy who fell in love with... uh, Y'all also got to understand. Matt Flynn was Pete Carroll's guy. Yeah, he was slated to be yeah. a Matt Flynn was Pete Carroll's guy. It wasn't Russell Wilson. Now, once again, I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. That same guy who fell in love with Russell Wilson, his, his I think it was his offensive assistant or his scout or whatever, he said he wanted a, a, a good running game. Marshawn Lynch was that guy, and he wanted him to run first and pass second. Receivers, The receiving court was never the, the, the issue 
running that offense the way that offensive coordinator ran it. They just happened to get pieces like a Jimmy Graham or when they had um, uh, Lockett or um, who was the other guy they had? That is, it doesn't matter. But y'all know what I mean. That's right. You did it. And um, you got to understand, like, the Legion of Boom was founded by Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn's gone. The offensive guy is gone. And look who you got now. Here's well, other thing. I mean, you got. I agree with you. You know. No, I, I agree with you. But the other thing is, you have to really be fortunate enough to find a year where your team is in a place where it can draft a quarterback that late in the in the draft that that guy is going to start for you. You just got to know. You, you got. You just got to know these players, man. You that's have just, to know. But that was that a goes back quarterback to, draft. Via. Yeah, but but I'm just saying that just goes back to good scouting. Same thing with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was slated to go in the second round. It is, but we're talking about years where the draft is shitty, and you know you might end up just treading water that year again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get talking. it. But I, 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 I'm 100% with you. But I'm just saying it's like it still goes back to good scouting. I mean that just goes with any play. I mean, you look at um uh what's his name that uh for the Falcons. What is his name? He's a pro bowler now defensive tackle, Grady Jarrett. Everybody was big on Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley was a was a top ten pick. Grady Jarrett, I think he was undrafted. Both played at Clemson, but credit to Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is I don't like Dan Quinn as a coach. I don't like him as a, but as a defensive mind, the guy knows talent on the defensive level. He found Grady Jarrett as an undrafted free agent. Dude's a pro bowler. He found Keon O'Neal. He found um, Deion Jones. It's like some people just has an eye for talent, and when that goes away, it goes away to the point where the lack, the 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 polish on a coach gets really um, murky. And I mean, I, 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 that's why I say you guys, y'all, y'all think I'm joking. Y'all watch this Dallas defense, maybe not this year, but next year. That defense might be a serious problem. Because Dan Quinn, that's one thing he knows. Uh, He said, y'all think Justin Fields is going to be successful in the league? It depends on where he goes. Yeah. And that's always the case with quarterbacks because we're literally having this discussion right now as we speak. Where is Justin Fields going to end up? My phone's dead, so I can't look at the draft order. But you can't think he's going to fall out of the top they're five. Talk, no, they're talking about him going to Atlanta. And we've been dis- I've been listening yeah, to Atlanta radio. And I like Justin Fields. He's a hometown kid. He's from Kennesaw, which is literally 30 minutes up the road from Atlanta. It'll be a good fit. I, I don't know, I'm man. Looking, it's something I'm about looking. that kid. I like him, but it's it, it, to me, it's not to me, it's not top five quarterback definite to me. Well, I'm looking at one, uh, but Charlie Castley. And let me see, Justin Fields. I'm still scrolling, so that should tell you something right there. He ain't going to uh, drop. He's he not, he not falling out the top ten. I don't see that. I don't see uh, that. Pick number 24 to the Steelers, I, Justin I don't Fields, see that. No, nah, that dude is fired. That's not happening. Justin well, Fields not coming out of actually used to be a GM in the, in the NFL and actually was a successful GM in the NFL. But that was like the old back in the day <laughs> NFL because he was the GM for the Washington Redskins. But I'm, I'm, I look, I'm not knocking that man's assessment, but not with this quarterback draft. I don't see him dropping out of the top ten. I don't see it. I think Travis Lawrence is going to go first. 
Um, the Jets got number two. There's talks about the Jets and Falcons switching because the Jets want a receiver. And if the Jets want a receiver, they can get him at number four. They're saying the Falcons might move up number two to get uh, Justin Fields. If not, they're probably going to hope and pray that the Jets or the Dolphins don't pick him, and they're going to pick him at four. That That's the that use it as of late, ever. He said Ohio State quarterbacks haven't been like, ever. That's okay. never. Let, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Craig Krenzel, Kurt Herbstreet, Troy Smith, Braxton, uh, uh, Troy Smith Braxton, Braxton Miller, Miller. Uh, Cordell Jones, JT Barrett. Mm. <laughs> you you want to keep going? Dwayne Haskins. Craig was the first. I didn't want to do it, but it's like it. No, no I, I mean, mean, yeah. Haskins. I mean, the jury is the The jury is the jury. The jury is the Ohio State ain't no quarterback factory. <laughs> it's almost like it's, it's almost like Duke in the, in, in the NBA prospects. It's like almost the same thing. Like, you know, like Casserly or Bill. You know what? In Washington, I think has uh, his son as part of that front Ooh. office now. Mm. Uh, Polians, I think Polians Polian? son is. Uh, yeah, I think it's part of the, our front wow. office now. We have a we have. Let's see, between Martin Mayhew, Polian, and the other guy, we have three former GMs. I have no issue with Bill Polian. Bill Polian was great at building the team and drafting too. Yeah, Polian did do a pretty good job in some cases. He he's not. He went back to the Bills, didn't he? Wasn't he? uh, Yeah, something like that. He went to the Bills and resurrected them and made them way back in the nineties. I think that was yeah. Thirty. All right, we're at the two hour mark. Y'all got anything else? Because I gotta get baby boy to bed. And um, Charlie Castley has the Jets picking Zach Wilson at number two is funny. Zach Wilson really? might be the reason Justin Fields falls. Because hmm. no, they, 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 they're recently. talking about Trey Lance might be something, too. So you might be right. But I don't see him going out to 10, though. I don't see him going uh, out to top. See, number four to Carolina via the Falcons, uh, Trey Lance. So that's where Charlie sees him going to Carolina. Let me see what our team has. Y'all got anything else before we slide? Because um, I got I got to get baby boy to bed. Uh, no, nah, I don't got nothing. You got anything, DJ? Uh, no, nah, I really don't have much either. I'm I'm hungry, so I got my <laughs> for me right now. All right, let's do some outros. Hey, first and foremost, before I do my outro, I'm gonna do my first tonight. Um, appreciate everybody with the interaction. We asked for it, we got it. Really appreciate that. Um, shout out to Building DJ that want to do more Q and A. You guys are the reasons why they're co-hosts. They they see things I don't see. And um, other than that, um, I will be streaming tomorrow. I was supposed to stream it today, but um, I had some things going. Um, uh, I guess I can say it now since uh, you know, um, a lot of you guys uh, may not notice that my wife is not here. My wife had emergency surgery. She had her appendix taken out, so she's at the hospital, and it's just me and my baby tonight. She's doing well. No worries. No trip. She's fine. And so um. That's what's going on over here. So I'm doing daddy duty all by myself, and for the most part, it's going great. He's getting sleepy because he's throwing his basketball around. Okay. So um, other than that, so other than that, um, everything's good. You know, um, I didn't really want to broadcast it because I knew it wasn't nothing really severe. It's just a procedure because she's been having pain in her side, and 
She just had surgery. The surgery was successful. She's at the hospital. They won't let her leave yet for testing. And due to COVID, we cannot go to visit her. Yay, COVID. So um, we will probably be going to... I know, right? So we're probably going to um get her, go pick her up tomorrow. Uh, but other than that, he doesn't know. He's not even worried. He's been playing. He's been watching. We've been seeing her on the phone with the video chat, and he's been fine. So other than that... um. I'm going to get him to bed, and I will be streaming tomorrow, probably doing a little bit more Madden, probably do something else. Who knows? It, it's something down the pipe. So I hope you guys come through the stream. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, any one of y'all want to go next? Y'all go ahead. Uh, mine's going to be quick. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming through. Uh, thank you for all the interaction. I asked for it at the beginning, and y'all didn't disappoint. Um, hopefully, pretty much every single pod is like this from here on out. That would be great. And uh yeah, get well, Mrs. VF, as I said. All right, so but yeah, she, she's she's good. So she's good now. And all serious, she's on Facebook right now, laughing with her sister. So I mean, she's fine. Oh wow! But um, I was a little worried a little bit because surgeries are surgeries. But once I found out that everything was a success, I said, you know what? Me and my son's going to play. I'm going to do the podcast. Everything's good. Because if she wasn't okay, it would not have been a good thing. One but, more thing. What's up? Fuck the creators of Retromania for not putting that game on console right away. I want to hear shit about the certification. <laughs> Y'all suck my dick. Where, where, is it where is it though? It's going to be on Steam first. It comes out tomorrow. But we've been trying to tell you for what? How Fuck long? That I'm PC. A Fuck that PC. Hey, hey, PC. hey, hey, yeah. hey. PC bastard, hey. right? Hey. Go ahead. Basket race. <laughs> Bastard we got games race. over Bastard here. Ra- and we can always update our equipment. I don't know fuck, about the console. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all be safe. I'll give y'all an update on Miss um, VF when she gets home. I'll let you know how she's doing. But she's doing. She's in good spirits. But everything is. Everything will be great once she's back home because I don't like being in hospitals and and I know she don't either. So uh, I will see y'all then. Wait, y'all got DJ. DJ's out. DJ, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you think, man? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Okay, well then, let's go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah, I'm like, thank everybody for being interactive. I know we asked for it. I was about oh, to call out a few of you, about to call out a few of you guys because you guys are very interactive last night. So, um, and one special call out to Noble. Don't. Here you go, baby. You showed a different energy. You didn't. You weren't talking shit like you were last night. So you know that same yeah, energy. Yeah, come yeah. on, you, you were selling ass, right? So you, I mean, get on you about that, about that. Uh, Them same Chicago energy. fans all wishy washy, right? Yeah, <laughs> selling ass with Pelican Man and all that. Where's Pelican Man? Y'all, I heard and, Pelican and, Man. Where is he? He said what you said, but you didn't say it here. Say if what? You gonna say oh. it here? He said oh. he, he said VF. He said you was selling ass with Pelican Man on eighty six and Waters. Waters. Wait a minute, man. Wait a minute, man. No, man, that ain't what's happening. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get your ball. You threw the ball on top of the TV. Oh man! All right, y'all. Oh, we about to get up out of here. There he go. There he go. VF working. Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm too tired. I can't. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll catch you the next time but let me go put a little man to bed y'all guys be good thank you guys we'll see you guys on Tuesday hopefully you guys come through the stream we'll see you guys mm-hmm. then alright fellas peace. peace peace out